0: This video is sponsored by Sovereign Syndicate, a new Victorian steampunk CRPG from Crimson Herring Studio where your successes and failures are decided with tarot cards instead of dice. Fight, talk, and deduce your way through the dark underbelly of this fantastical take on Victorian London. Use your investigative skills to untangle the web of mysterious disappearances and nefarious cults across brothels, opium dens.
1: I'm thinking we'll even find an abandoned radio shack. And instead of rolling a D20, the fortunes of your skill checks rely on the favor of the innovative tarot card chance system. What will the fates have in store
0: for you, Sovereign Syndicate is available now to scratch that CRPG itch on PC via Steam and GOG.
1: Oh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Second Wind's Firelink Podcast, episode number six for Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. My name is Marty Swift. I'm joined by Casey Wosu, Nick Calandra, and our wonderful producer, Eric. Welcome, us. Hello. Hey uh we have a good one most of the times i be honest, a bad one we've had like we've had like six six or seven bad ones in a row this one though this one's a good one uh <laughs> you see our main topic here uh we're gonna be ta- <clears throat> talking about the uh the past present and future of of physical games of, of preservation of the uh ongoing decline of physical media but the, the some of the folks who are trying to keep that alive whether we try to keep that alive or if we've uh, just embraced our uh, deep dark uh, all digital future. Uh, and then a couple news bits including uh, a couple lawsuits that are going around. and uh, I'm gonna be honest, uh, some of them are very silly. Some of them are very uh, uh, could potentially be big. And then uh, I put together a little list, Marty's top five video game lawsuits ever let me Ooh. tell you i got some good ones i got some that, good ones that actually
2: sounds very uh i prepared
1: a little subsection look at that <laughs> look at us and i even hit it from the main dock. you guys don't even know i did i, 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 I noticed this that. is a surprise <laughs> yeah 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 you're not gonna know uh and uh, welcome everyone watching live over in youtube everyone listening uh, afterwards uh, on spotify and your favorite podcast services thank you so much for joining us we appreciate it seeing so many members of the green gang So many familiar faces who support us over on Patreon. uh, We are self-funded. So every little bit helps so much, including your super chats and donos, which we read out during the show. And uh, Koshiro2k3. Thank you so much for joining the Green Gang. Koshiro2k3. Brian Erlacher was on the cover of (laughs) NFL2k3. Do you think there's a coincidence there? Yeah, that's a um, name i have yes. not heard
2: in a long time <laughs> yeah, What's what's Urlacher up to
1: nowadays uh, i think he became crazy right wing so it's probably, oh. best, not to, <laughs> probably best not to think about what right here like an incredible linebacker though let me tell you holy moly uh and then jewel rao with a five pound wow, dono thank you so much jewel rao i gifted the wrong amount well uh marty's an entertaining host for the podcast and like something else and bo body breakout I was like, I thought you just had to add B.O. Incredibly I'm rude. Uh, room Jewel, room. thank you so much. You deserve a smooch or a pat on the back if you like. Thank you so much. I'll take both. Appreciate it, Jewel. Well deserved. Uh, thank you, Jewel. And thank you, Casey. And I guess also thank you, Nick. You're doing great, too. You had to do some changes behind the scenes, but we appreciate that.
0: I haven't got um, any soundboards yet.
1: How I mean, I will literally leave and just not come back. <laughs> like that is not. I'm putting it here. I'm, I am. I will leave and down, not come Chad. back. I will gladly come back the next week. But like, legitimately, if if the sound plays, I'm yeah. The sound so which is fine. You just all into a
0: new five. week.
1: We're just gonna. We're just. Gonna, you're just gonna have to go without ever hearing Marty's top five video game losses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing?
0: I feel like I feel like I could use like if you make an opinion about Halo I just don't like I could just use the soundboard and get you out of here. <laughs> but at what cost, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> at the cost of saving my Halo opinions.
2: <laughs> I wouldn't. What? I wouldn't think that would be worth it. Like also, basically, if you don't haven't even out. had
0: positive Halo opinions. <laughs> yeah, but you can't have positive. You can't have bad Halo opinions. <laughs>
2: Nick,
1: you gotta, you, have you gotten like Paramount Plus pilled by the images of Halo season
2: two? There's some good images. No. So I wouldn't be. Except wouldn't when be he surprised. has his
1: helmet off and he just looks mean. I'm like, put your helmet yeah. back on, dog. Have you, have you
2: ever seen like those kind of like forced, uh like they'll force the camera through Master Chief's helmet so you can look at like the model for the face in there? And it's sure. kind of this ghostly, white eyed, kind of alien looking dude in there. Yeah.
1: What's what's going on in there? Pretty, pretty cool. Looks looks like, it looks like Darth
0: Vader. <laughs> yeah. He is a little bit he's a little bit like Vader. Remember remember say, like, like I remember Early days of Halo, everybody was like, I want to see his face. And they would try to no clip through the screen to like see his face and see who's under that mask. And now that they see his mask, they're like, no, please please put it back. Put it back. We made a mistake. <laughs> we as a society didn't, didn't know. No Which is funny because for the
1: Mandalorian. You
0: get his face, you got his ass cheeks too.
1: For the Mandalorian, all I want is for him to take <laughs> his helmet off because I'm like, I want to see Pedro Pascal. I don't want to see the dumb Boba <laughs> Fett helmet in a different color. Um, no,
2: I think, I think they did good with that by kind of saving it for like a little special occasion. Like I didn't, I didn't mind him having it on for most of that. I thought it, I thought it worked well. That's
1: how you save money by not having Pedro Pascal on set. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can just show up to the recording booth and then he can show up for the finale. So I don't, I don't abide by that one. I mean, as long uh, as he get paid. Exactly. Oh yeah, he's fine. Uh, True. Mando, welcome to Tip Tower. Thank you so much, Trumando. He's apparently going to be, he's Mister Fantastic. Mister Fantastic. Joel
0: Miller. A bad choice.
2: True Mandalorian oh, going to
0: be Mister oh. Fantastic. Pedro Pascal. No. Yeah.
2: Yeah, oh, Pedro's a bad choice. Really? Yeah. Pedro, yeah. Pas- Pedro Pascal is great. And Mr. Fantastic is a ass character, so they don't mesh.
1: Maybe he can. Maybe he could play off type. Maybe he could be like real, real snarky, a real snark bomb.
2: Fantastic Four are just <laughs> the corniest superheroes ever conceived. <laughs> They're just so terrible. You know what? But you that's that's, that's a four. Hey, our, John Krasinski
0: gets his ass whooped in whatever Marvel movie <laughs> yeah, that, that did was. That didn't help
2: their case at all. <laughs> Which one of movie was that? that? Oh, multiverse. Uh, yeah, you
0: just get straight up murdered. Yeah, you got turned into
1: spaghetti. You got turned into a big old big <laughs> That's old, the old spaghetti. part of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys want to talk about some lawsuits? Yes, I've been. Waiting oh for this. my gosh, my golly! Uh, This has been a week of of some lawsuits. So there was also a story I didn't put it on here, but right beforehand, there's a new a new milestone was hit in the epic apple suit i don't did you did you guys read anything about that i didn't actually I, prepare i've seen for that
0: one. i've seen large corporation wants other large corporation to pay them a lot of money and i just kind of didn't care after that that's godzilla vs. kong
2: let them fight kind <laughs> yeah. of thing, like yes, this. This, this one i missed i didn't hear about this one
0: yeah that one that one's
1: sort of the, the the one we don't have any details on but uh the big one this week that kind of sparked this uh topic was uh the news that take two interactive the publisher behind uh um, the Grand Theft Auto games uh, is uh, suing uh, Remedy for copyright infringement, claiming that Remedy's new logo that they debuted, I believe, early in 2023 uh, is too similar to Rockstar's logo, which are just ours. It's you know, you know whose logo even fanfare.
0: closer to that?
1: Rock Rockstar's energy
0: drink? No, well, that, oh. but also rare. <laughs> Both gold R's. <laughs> Yeah, you think they, they want to sue Donkey Kong? <laughs> Why are You're you going after Remedy? Their logo looks completely different. Their logo it's does t- look completely different. <laughs> it's dumb. It, also, the, funny is, the funniest part about this is that, like, they're literally partnered with Take-Two to <laughs> remake Max Payne 1-2. Yeah. Like, what so, the fuck are you doing? <laughs>
1: That's the awkward thing and and uh take two has been notoriously litigious on small things like this. if you guys mm-hmm. remember a couple of years ago they uh they they forced Hazelight, the uh, Joseph Ferris yep. studio behind it takes two to abandon the trademark of it takes two because right. it had the word takes two in it um which just seems nuts, and I also don't know what that means if you abandon the trademark like he's still making money off that game right <laughs> I don't well I, I, I guess don't... they
2: can't. I guess Indeed. they can't say that the title is something that they came up with or something gotcha. yeah. because I guess Rockstar already had it, but like, yeah, it's, it's weird that cause like we, when Nintendo does this sort of thing, it's usually because someone is using something that can be traced directly back to Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Right. But take two is doing this because it's stuff that could maybe possibly remind you of them. And like, that seems so nebulous. Like, is that a thing that has happened or is that a thing that causes a company damage if it does happen? Like if I mistake, this logo for that logo, like, is that actionable? Really?
1: I mean, there's enough studios that I get the names confused. Of like, there's like several avalanches. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah <laughs> which one studios, are we talking?
0: Software. <laughs>
1: yeah, like, which one are you talking? Monolith. There's two monoliths, I believe. Uh, there's the Japanese monolith and the, the uh, U.S. monolith. Uh, so um, there's not enough trouble there, and uh, it's just it again, like Nick said, though it's ultra strange that they are literally partnering. Like the Max Payne franchise is. Rockstar and Remedy like that's who made that franchise and Remedy is going back and partnering with them to remake one it's just very strange like I imagine like none of the actual creative this isn't like a thing where there's like beef between the studios it's probably just like the take two lawyers are probably on yeah. like a different plane of existence
0: here's 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 <laughs> my hot take on this I don't like Remedy's new logo at all they should just that's switch back to the old one so you know if this force I think the old thing. one is also bad
1: I think so too. I think they could have At least done I can better.
0: understand what it is. Remedy has one R in it. What is this? It's is also this funny
1: because it's like, R. yeah, their logo is like set a couple Rs it's a, it's in a row. Remedy?
0: Remedy. It's the That's start so of their new, platform. Lady is coming after them next.
1: It's, yeah, it's, it's. I do agree. Oh, I kind of want to do this. Well, I can't think of it on the fly. I want to think of like the best and worst company logos. Like, is there like a, a like oh,
2: man. a, I, I like, that's a good question, the,
1: um, though. I mean, Ooh. I like simplicity in my logos. I like, like cleanliness and simplicity, not cleanliness as in like wash the logo, wash its asshole. But like wash every bend of the letters, that's where all the dirt and sweat. I, mean, I don't know if we
0: have, I don't know if we have room on those because a lot of people look at our logo and see a chicken and then a Phoenix. So. We embraced the chicken, though. Uh, it... Yeah.
1: Listen, I, I did not like our old breakout logo. So I did 100 <laughs> episodes of that show. So you just eventually get the You just learn to deal with it. <laughs> you just stop caring. Um, the uh, uh, so a couple of the other uh, sort of litigious uh, things going on this week. One is the potential, which Power World um, Releases tomorrow, I guess, to, uh, everyone, uh, in early access on PC, on game pass on Xbox and all that jazz, uh, Power world is the, uh, is the, uh, Pokemon like game that is ostensibly Pokemon with guns, which is how it's been uh uh uh, dubbed before it came out. We did a two hour stream the other day with Frost. Uh it is much more of a crafting game with a little sprinkle of Pokemon, but it also has that little sprinkle of Pokemon is the exact flavor of Pokemon where you're like that sheep, I know that sheep because I caught him in Pokemon. Like that's wulu That's a real that's a real Pokemon. Yeah, that big
2: electric guy looks just like the big electric thing that is. the first yeah, one Pokemon. It was and it's
1: yeah. uh so there's there's when we were on the stream yesterday there was an immediate everyone was saying oh uh it's um like nintendo's gonna sue them nintendo who is notoriously litigious and notoriously goes after um anyone who's trying to hold a tournament with their games or trying to like mod games that are that are 30 years old um so do you think do you see like Nintendo going after this, or do you think Power World's gonna be fine? Because it's 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 cribbing from enough things to where it's different.
0: Here, here's what I want somebody to do. Maybe we do it. Put the creatures in this game side by side with Pokemon Coliseum and see if you can notice a difference. Because that's the only Pokemon game I can think of that's like full 3D. Uh I mean obviously the new Pokemon games are 3D too, but like that yeah. these creature designs look very some Every time I see this, I'm reminded of like the a little bit more fancy designs of Colosseum. This is just versus... a GameCube game. That's what you
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a big open world GameCube game. If this was more like a GameCube game, I'd be excited. But I'm gonna be honest. Two hours <laughs> watching Frost play that game, and my takeaway was, I'm just. I don't want to play this.
2: Yeah. Yep, yep this. that was yeah. me too. Yeah, I, I was a little upset to see the amount of like crafting in it. But um, I also didn't see any or most of the stuff that was in the trailer that looked fun that I wanted to do in it until he did like that one boss fight, which I actually thought looked pretty fun. So like Mm -hmm. I'm still a little intrigued. I might still jump into it and give it more than two hours and see if it kind of gets good. Uh, But in terms of the game
1: pass, so easy, easy. Yeah, right.
2: I'm waiting for the game pass drop. Um, So in, in, in regards to the. The soup thing. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but when this first like became like kind of a viral thing, was it not just a weird mod that had actual Pokemon characters no, in it?
0: No, we, no like that's this was so. revealed as like a full game and everybody was like, This looks exactly like Pokemon, and then it's like, oh, it's called Pow World, and everybody's like, huh? Yeah. It, it, interestingly like I was talking about this some my street yeah, I think you and I talked about it, like their other game, Craftopia, almost uh-huh. looks I didn't realize like how similar that looked to Breath of the Wild until I've like watched looked at the most recent trailers for it. So it seems like their, their thing is build game that looks very similar to thing you know and make it just slightly enough, dif- or slightly different enough to not get in le- legal damage.
1: Or maybe I Nintendo's still busy suing Craftopia. <laughs> 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 they're like, shit, they already have the next one.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I this is this is i mean it's they can't really sue the game i'm su- i'm curious like how they would sue the creature design you know if they did go after it, i think it would just be for the creature designs only because there's like it there's would, tons of pokemon likes now
2: yeah it would have to be like exact for them to get something off the ground with that right because otherwise yeah, you, it's just a weird monster like it's well, yeah, a crazy, crazy creature yeah and
0: as we as we've proven you can't well, we didn't prove it, but uh, have demonstrated you can't
2: sue an art art style. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they don't really have a case with that. Like, it's a very different game. So, like, they wouldn't have a case with that. And if they did have any semblance of a case, like, it's this was revealed more than two years ago. Like, Nintendo would have got on it. Like, they, their lawyers don't sleep.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, the, uh, el- yeah. the only thing it takes is, like, one fully copy pasted over design. Hmm. So that's what I'm curious. Like, when people yeah, actually I have imagine everyone to knows game.
1: how much Nintendo is, so they probably know, like, oh, this is how close to the line I could walk without yeah. uh, without going over. <laughs>
0: yeah, I bet they have lawyers on board. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, speaking of Nintendo, the other uh, again, just a weird week that had a couple of these stories, but um, there, uh, Jack actually brought this up in a meeting in a call earlier today, and I, I didn't know about this, but uh, a guy was uh, D making portal in uh sort of the vein of an n64 game but not just like hey i'm gonna take portal and make it look like an n64 game uh took portal and d made it to where it would run on nintendo 64 hardware using assets that had already been created some assets that had already been created for nintendo 64 and he's been doing this for years and if you watch the videos i linked to it in the chat uh the videos are crazy impressive because huh. it look it is portal In an N64, but it is, like, one of the best-looking N64 games. Turns out, he was using those Nintendo assets, like, official Nintendo library stuff, and Valve came to him. And was like, we need you to stop doing this yeah. because you're going to get us in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Valve wasn't like, you can't do this with Portal. They were fine with the Portal part of it, but they were mm-hmm. like, we don't want that Nintendo heat on us. So yeah. please, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, you gotta stop this. The guy complied that. with it. Yeah, the guy <laughs> complied with it. Like if if he had just again not used like the the actual copy assets that Nintendo had, I think he would have been fine. But uh, when people found out about that, it was like, well. We can't be doing that, which, kind of, again, kind of sucks. Yeah. It's like Nintendo's not doing anything with this. Like, what are they doing with? They're releasing one N64 online game every six months. it will be like, here's 1080 snowboarding. I'm like, fuck off, Nintendo. <laughs> I don't even really know why. 10 uh, 99 Somebody,
0: somebody just <laughs> mentioned in chat, but like Dolphin tried to release on Steam. is like a... Uh, a package that you could just download directly from Steam, and they b- very quickly had to get rid of that from Steam too, because Nintendo yeah. was like, "Hey, yes, I understand? Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. this
1: emulator, I'm using it for other. No, you're not. You're
0: not using it for. You're the... you're using it for Mario Sunshine.
1: <laughs> I know what you're stealing. Yeah. I know everything you're stealing. Um, yeah. What do you like when you see a company like Nintendo that is like real, like not not gun shy at all, and has a real itchy trigger finger when it comes to these kinds of things? Like, what what do you think? Does that anger you? Do you think, like, the company's in its right to sort of protect its IP? Like, does is there any bearing on this and the, like, AI art conversation? Like, is there, uh, any, is there any link there?
0: It's a it's a slippery slope. I mean, like, we deal with it all the time in, in what we do with content creation where people, like, you know, try to imitate Yahtzee, right? And, like, we gotta take those down every once in a while unless we, you know, say, like, this is okay or whatever. But I think it's... Uh, I don't know. Like the logo thing is, is stupid. I think that's stupid. Um, Mm -hmm. But in general, like I, I, as much as like Nintendo annoys everybody with their protection, like you can't copy their shit and like, you're not going to get away with it kind of thing. And like content creators for the most part also (laughs) wish we had more protections of people like just lifting our content and using it for their videos like that, that uh, remember that community, like what, three years ago I got into it with, with the, the, uh Doctor Who community, that, that crazy kid on, on Twitter, YouTube that basically like took Darren's article, read it word for word, oh, didn't yeah. commentate mm-hmm. on it all. he's like, I'm not plagiarizing, you're an asshole. And I'm like, You plagiarize our content, I'm coming after you. <laughs> like
2: you know. Yeah, the the like Nintendo in particular, like people do test them. Like they will break the law by just straight up using Nintendo stuff, or like like they'll make poke they'll make actual pokemon games they call it pokemon acid or something right and like it's because they they're trying to piggyback off of the brand recognition and like you just can't do that and either mm. they don't understand that or like they don't care so, but either way N- nintendo's gonna come for that ass when you when you try that sort of nonsense but like in other cases they very much just overreach and like i don't know mm-hmm. why Like, I guess maybe lawyers in general, especially for big companies like that, they kind of have to justify their position. So, like, if you go too long where they're just not doing anything, maybe they start getting laid off or fired. So, like, they just are always on the hunt for stuff to be litigious about when you're that big. Um, So, like, yeah, it's like, okay, so this is a good use of protecting your copyright or, like, a sensible use of protecting your copyright at the very least. And then these other ones are just like, we got to justify our paychecks. So, like, they just stir up shit for no
0: reason. And I know some people in chat are talking about, like, you know, games that aren't, aren't accessible anymore. And like, that's, that's a different conversation, I think, than actually using the assets of something that exists to create something that is supposedly your own. Cause yeah, I mean, that's, that's the whole dumb thing about AI art right now is <laughs> like that guy. I, I called out the other day. was like, I made a movie using AI art. And, and I'm like, you didn't make anything. <laughs> you didn't. And the were like, well, well he edited it together. So that's just as creative as anything you guys do. And I'm like, no, no sorry like yeah i don't know it's hard like you know like the anti obviously like now i I didn't used to be like full anti-corporate after working in corporate for five years now i'm definitely anti-corporate but uh, uh i don't know i just yeah i don't i don't i can't really be mad at nintendo for protecting their properties in the way that they
2: do yeah, like, it, like I said, like there are instances where they kind of need to do that because people do push the envelope.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I am glad that there is a certain – and granted, I don't think fan translations are illegal. At least I've never heard of a fan translation being – you know, being being taken down. But, like, Mother 3 famously has the fan translation by the Earthbound community and Clyde Mandolin that is the only way anyone who doesn't speak Japanese was able to actually experience that game, myself included. And you had to download Arama that game because mm-hmm. that was that's how you connected to it, and that game was never available in...
2: in like, was in that something then? Nintendo that's, that's, actively tried to, like, put a stop to? Like, did they fight it against that? Or?
1: As far as I know, no. And I've never... That's the thing, is, I've never heard of... I, I think maybe translations just aren't like lawsuitable, suitable because um, you aren't hmm. all you are doing is like selling like text files and stuff which is uh, there's this other translator this current translator named Hilltop who has a Patreon who I think I've talked about this before but he uh, just translates old like PS1 and PS2 games that never uh, got got put in English like an old Square Enix game called Racing Lagoon uh, a game called Dr. Slump which is based on like the Akira Toriyama manga he did uh, Boko no Natsu Yasuma. Lately, and then he just announced uh, a new one. He's doing, like, another PS2 um, RPG that never came to the States. So it's just cool that... And he has a Patreon, so he's making money off this. Um, hmm. But it's, like, really... That's you get in I that gray area. That's, that is where you get in that gray area, yeah. But like, well, I also mean, like
2: if he's just doing the translation and then someone else is putting it in their modded game then like he's not doing anything right That's just i mean that's the emulator thing where like an emulator
0: (laughs) isn't illegal yeah that's the gray area where like he is yeah but he is profiting off of the work that he's doing for something that he doesn't own so that that's where that is where like the patron gets into that gray area that's like uh people that run patrons for mods get are in a really gray area of like you can't charge for mods on Skyrim or something like that. Right. I mean, I think now you can with their creator thing or whatever, but like in general modding, you can't really charge for the mods that you make in a game. So they go to Patreon to basically say, well, you're just tipping me for what I'm doing. And mm-hmm. that's where like a lot of these companies like legally, like can't really, can't really like say that they're directly profiting off
2: the mods that they're like making. That, but that, that's actually very interesting. Cause now it makes it it makes it feel like you should be able to charge for a mod, then, since like like you're you're making it as like an add-on or like you're attaching it to another separate thing. Using but you're not the selling that that
0: they created, though. Well,
2: yeah, sure, okay. That that's a problem. Like, yeah. you would, I guess I guess the stipulation would be you'd have to make your own like, assets, whatever.
0: Yeah, like like uh, the <clears throat> the interesting ones, like in obviously, there's no like Bethesda's like super friendly to modders and everything and heavily supports them, but like. Uh, these fan expansions to Fallout, like Fallout London, you know, just got a release day and uh, Fallout Cascadia and all that. These are like almost full games built around Fallout that you know are free to download. They might be making some money off mm-hmm. uh, Patreon or whatever for creating them, but like I don't know. Like I've always, I've always found that interesting Like it's a little bit of a tangent on this, but like you know why spend all that time making that stuff you can't make money off of it you know i guess for long-term picture of getting a job as a developer or something like that your portfolio work but yeah like i don't know you put that much work into these fan expansions like why don't companies support them monetarily and like help them get these things made and make a make a buck off it kind of thing i think that's some layers yeah that is true But that's when you start getting like the
1: layers of bureaucracy of like, oh, Mm -hmm. we'll fund this a little bit. But also we kind of get a say in this. And so Mm -hmm. this X, Y and Z is going to change. And so it's almost like there's something pure about it when it's not done for money. Uh, And as soon as money gets involved, which, again, people should be paid for their work. That's when the the purity kind of goes away.
0: Um, and then uh, the uh, uh, Fortnite creation tools come in now. And okay. Now they are bridging that gap, that exact gap.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, with Roblox that's the thing and... that
2: makes Roblox so freaking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Is that they from the beginning they were like, we're gonna, we're gonna mine these children. <laughs>
1: and that's, but now, oh, you, you know how much worse that's gonna get. Like that's where <laughs> Lethal Company came from. That guy was a robot, like a Roblox community dev, and then he wow. made Lethal Company and fucking made dozens of millions of dollars last 50 million dollars in a few months last year so, i mean i like, I like oh. the
2: idea of it being a way to teach kids game design like that was always sure. like kind of the coolest thing of that sort of creation tool set but like very early on like it was used for the purposes of trying to like game the system like we're gonna make shitty microtransaction filled weird uh like crypto mining experiences and like kids and adults could Fully took advantage of that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And that just, that just made it real, real nasty. Like, I like the fact that someone left it in order to like make his money. Like, all right, this taught me something and I'm going to just take it and put it with my own assets into a different thing. So yeah, that's kind of a success story. I get it.
1: Yeah. To kind of Mm -hmm. get out of that ecosystem, but yeah. Uh, Trumando, welcome to Tip Char. Dead Forge as well. Welcome to Tip Char. And Jewel Rao, thank you so much for the two euro donos. Two euros for the excellent Divinity 2 documentary, Nick. Hey. Yeah.
0: Look at that. Old school. The documentaries 90s kids are still remember back remember your Divinity 2. Actually, uh, my documentaries so are spread babe. across three channels. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're everywhere.
0: <laughs> They're everywhere. Them them <laughs> <now>. <laughs> I just don't own any of them anymore. I just don't own any of them. Every
1: Devil May Cry game on a different channel. <laughs>
0: I hate that um, I don't own my documentaries. <laughs> uh
1: before we go to hey, uh you can own them if they're on physical. But before we get there, before we get to the future of physical media, can I give you guys my top five video game lawsuits of all time? Yes. yes. I don't have any OLIs, no outside looking in. Can so, I can
2: I guess can I, I think pre- I can, I guess, can either guess either number the one. number
1: one. You can probably <laughs> guess number one.
2: But I don't I don't want to ruin it in case no okay, one. Has. Okay, okay. So, we'll just lock I'm in gonna, I'm write it down. I'm right blocking what you yeah. think
1: number one is. Uh, number five, a man named Yuri Geller versus Nintendo. This isn't the first time, this isn't the last time we're gonna see Nintendo on this list. Uh Yuri Geller, who was an illusionist who specialized in telepathy, psychokinesis, and spoon bending, uh sued Nintendo and the Pokemon Company over the Pokemon Kadabra.
0: Oh no. I remember
1: this. <laughs> because he, he is a psychic. His whole thing is the bent spoon. Yeah. Uh but also in uh Japan, his name is Younger, which is just this man's name. They <laughs> <So> <laughs> clearly did name him after this man and take his spoon-bending things. And he was kind of famous. He was like TV famous. He like uh-huh. Michael Jackson was the best man at his wedding, which isn't that's whatever, but that's how famous he was that michael jackson was the best man at his wedding he's uh, a
2: big magician fan i guess that tracks um, you, michael jackson honestly
1: so after this uh nintendo they were like all right we're just not gonna have a cadabra card anymore they removed the card specifically from the trading card game until 2020 and then he said you know what i have grandkids right now and they keep bugging me about it i see oh it as an God. honor you could just do it again <laughs> So the power of future generations. They were like grandpa. Every time we go to school, kids make fun of us because you took the (laughs) Dapper. So that one, a nice little happy ending. Uh, Another pretty funny ending. Number four: The Romantics versus Activision. The Romantics, a band you might not know their name. One hit wonder. What I like about you. Everyone knows the song. What I like about you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Activision came to them for Guitar Hero Encore. They said, can we have your song in Guitar Hero Encore? And they said, yeah, it needs to be a cover version. And Activision was like, totally. We have some of our songs or covers. That's totally fine. We could do that. Uh, game comes out. The romantics are like, you used our version. And uh, Activision was like, no, we didn't. This is the cover band. This is them playing the music. And they said, this sounds too much like us. Yeah. You, <laughs> you need to pay us money and they and activision was like that's what a cover a a cover band (laughs) did their job if they sound like you that is like literally what they were supposed to do and uh activision won yeah yeah, they they were just like (laughs) they sound like you because they did a good job also your song is just your song's famous because it's catchy. It's not famous because it's like, I can't believe anyone was able to play those notes did, of what I like they about Did they not know what a cover band was when they told <laughs> them put a cover band in the game? <laughs> I do like your cover's too real. Like, you made a shadow band that's just or us. They, they,
0: they, they'd go to a bar and be like, are we up there? <laughs>
2: Yeah, is
0: this, is this happening? I'm uh, joking. Is that us? No, sir.
1: You are literally sitting down right now. That is oh, not you. That's that's oh, not how me. the world works. That's not how the world works. Um, number Incredible. three. Incredible. Uh, number three video game lawsuit of all time: Tim Langdell versus Edge. Tim Langdell, the magazine. He's a little, he's, no, he's a little shit man. I don't like this man. I only found out about him today, but I don't like. Him. <laughs> Uh, He started a game studio that just churned out shovelware named Edge, and he became a copyright squatter for the word Edge. Uh, There was a mobile game in 2009 that came out, a puzzle game. People loved it called Edge. He sued them. They took it off the store. This Mm. game had to be removed from the store. He is credited as the reason Soul Calibur in Japan originally was called the original one was called Soul Edge. He is credited as the reason when Namco went to bring that to the States. That he was like, you can't. And then they had to change it to Soul Blade, which eventually became Soul Caliber. Um, mm-hmm. He tried to do it one more time. He tried to do it to EA and Mirror's Edge. And that did not work because EA's got a lot of lawyers.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's got a lot of lawyers.
1: <laughs> that was the last. According according to what I read, that was the last time he ever tried to sue anybody. And I'm like, I think they might have killed him. I think Rick and <laughs> might have literally killed this man. <laughs> <laughs> so, him countersuit in, into oblivion rest and piss uh tim Langdell. uh number two silicon knights versus epic oh I I this was a good epic back up. silicon knights who uh they may have had the the quickest fall from grace of like damn you made eternal darkness that is a gamecube classic oh mm-hmm. man kojima is allowing you to make remake metal gear and twin snakes like this is it and that's a great uh, then, game i love that version and what about
0: two human <laughs> What do you think
2: about it? No, human? Two, two human was really terrible. Yeah, you can get it for
0: free on the Xbox store.
1: It's been free forever. Yeah. And I,
0: th- I think it might be because of this
1: lawsuit. It
0: is because of this lawsuit. <laughs>
1: uh, and it's uh so they used the epic game engine or Unreal Engine to make uh uh two human, which was a massive bomb, and then they made a game X-Men Destiny, which was also a massive yeah, bomb. I believe it was an X Men fight I don't know if was it a fighting game or a beat 'em up. Uh, I, I think that was a fighting game, X-Men yeah. Destiny real shit uh and uh, the studio started to go under everything was bad uh they were like our games aren't bad because of us our games are bad because unreal is an unusable engine despite the fact that fucking ten thousand games were on unreal and they're fine uh-huh. so they tried to <laughs> sue epic for saying your engine is unusable so <laughs> that's the reason our games are bad epic looked into it and we're like hey your games are built on proprietary source code that you stole from us and so they ordered them to the point where uh they had to get rid of all physical copies of these two games and i think that's the reason why did humans free because like <laughs> yeah, you can't, literally can't pay for it yeah. for money <laughs> um that's uh number two lawsuit of all time uh and then uh number one what was your guess uh
2: Crazy. mortal Kombat one and uh versus crap what was the man's name
1: uh, uh uh, t- uh well, what what is it's it's not that's not my number one. Uh, but oh, it's, that's not uh, your number one name? Oh, J- not Joe Lieberman. What was the what was the guy? His nuts. Terry, uh, not Terry uh, Crews. I'm uh, blanking so hard. MK1 lawyer. What was that man's name? Well, I. Okay. Well, anyways, my number one. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, my I'm number one.
1: <laughs> uh, uh. Universal, renowned film company versus mm. Nintendo over Donkey Kong. Jack Thompson, thank you so much, Joey. That was his name. Jack Thompson. Not Terry yeah. Cruz. Like oh, you I said. I'm, I'm not mean... Jack Thompson. <laughs> That's a very fine name. Uh Universal versus Nintendo. Donkey Kong comes out. This is it. Like Miyamoto's like, this could be it. This could save video games. This could put Nintendo on the map. We're doing it. Universal is looking at this and is like, how do we want some of this? We want this money. You took Donkey, or you took King Kong from us. You're like you're, you're, you're stealing our, our film, the classic film King Kong. You can't do this. Nintendo, very worried. This could have made a break. This could literally have ended Nintendo. We are at a parallel lines. Nintendo finds a hotshot New York lawyer to defend them. This guy, they, unproven to them. However, he starts digging, and he realizes that Universal had a similar suit with RKO, who actually created king kong the original black and white Mm. king kong Mm -hmm. and universal's way when they remade the movie their way of getting around it was saying well king kong is like uh, the story itself is public domain and so that is the defense nintendo was able to use against him against universal to be like well if you said that story is public domain then what we're making is fine so -hmm. that lawyer (laughs) saved nintendo his
2: name john kirby no (laughs) that was jack kirby
1: yeah no jack kirby created uh the spider no
2: i'm sorry yeah that's spider-man
1: <laughs> my bad i'm getting my was, john's mixed Don up with jacks. Kirby. coming jacks and they loved him so much and sakurai's getting ready to make that little pink ball boom we got a name after the lawyer who saved us old kirby oh, so if you ever talk about kirby his real name is john
0: that, <laughs> what, a, what a weird thing for nintendo to have like john kirby and doug bowser and like all these people that are like well, tied well kirby the one kirby one was first yeah, yeah they yeah, named
1: yeah, kirby after him the yeah. Doug Bowser thing is very strange. Yeah. yeah. Strange. Like, did his
2: family, like, at some point. <laughs> 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 like, when was he born? How yeah. old is Doug Bowser? <laughs> and also, why would they be like, we're going to name you
1: after. We're going to name you after. Uh,
0: Big Dumb Dragon. <laughs> uh, and chat, yes,
1: that is correct. Kirby created the X Men, not Spider Man. Steve Dicko is Spider Man. Thank you for the correction. There's too many superheroes.
2: Cool. Let's uh, fucking say Stan
1: Lee created them yeah, all, and everything's yeah. easier.
2: I'm surprised <laughs> that uh, the Mortal Kombat. Uh, suit wasn't on your top five, because that literally created the ESRB.
1: That was, that should have been my OLI, outside looking in. That's, that's the one that just barely missed the list. That was a good one, though. Jack Thompson, that dude was a little shit. I don't know what his deal was yeah, anymore. A, what,
2: yeah, he, he was some sort of a politician or whatever, right? Yeah, he's a little
1: wiener. That's what he was.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: he's an absolute wiener. Uh, Nick, do you want to talk about physical media?
0: I do. I wonder how, how more many people do, though, in chat I mean, Remember, well, while, while Marty's reading out those super chats, I wonder how many people in chat even know what game is in the cover of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, let's take a who
1: people on this podcast. did?
0: <laughs> I no thought idea. the
1: one guy on the left had a little goatee, but it was a shadow, and I was like, why is he got a little goatee? <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Don't think that's how the name is spelled uh, pronounced, but I, I apologize, but it kind of looks like Rick r- r- Rick 499 dono, no, thank you so much. Loving that season three of Adventurous Night is re-airing. Can't wait to see what happens at the Moonlight Ball. Speaking of physical media, I hope to see Adventurous Night Blu-rays someday.
0: Coming. They are coming.
1: It's happening. It's happening. Uh Rikaitis, thank you so much for the dono. I appreciate it. We're getting to that midnight ball. It's happening soon.
0: February. Mm, good stuff day. happens. I don't midnight, know what it is. Moonlight so ball. Before. Get it right. What did I say? Midnight. Uh, Oh,
1: I said, Operate. did I say Moonlight? Yeah. I, mean, I was thinking of the Midnight Channel from the hit video game Persona 4. Nick, you like physical media. You're a big weirdo. <laughs> I do. Not, no, you're not a weirdo. Uh, this is this is kind of a, a big topic. In the, as as uh, a larger and larger percentage of games are sold digitally, as the rise of sub- uh, subscription services like uh, Game Pass, like PlayStation Plus, uh, like Ubisoft Plus, like Nintendo Switch Online. Um, It just feels like games are are doing what music did at the turn of the century and what TVs and movies have been doing over the past decade or so since the rise of streaming and Netflix and everything Uh, in that the kind of the concept of ownership is fading away. Even if you have a giant Steam library, that's not ownership. That is you you own a lot of licenses. And if Mm -hmm. anyone wants to remove those, that can go away very quickly. Um, And so the conversation just continues over how do we future proof this uh, industry, when we have uh, we have hundreds. I think there's Rock Paper Shotgun uh, uh, had a had an article about how a, just a huge bulk percentage of games made in the 90s are in danger of being uh, just being lost to time, of like just not being preserved, whether legally or illegally, and it's kind of kind of nuts. Um, so I guess yeah, rough off the bat, Nick, like what's your what's your sort of high level take on uh, uh, physical v digital on of justice? I
0: I had gone almost a hundred percent digital until about three years ago, because, you know, when you go to college, you don't want to lug around, you know, a hundred boxes of video games all the time. And, uh, when I was moving and all that, you know, going to you know, apartment to apartment, moving States, whatever, I just didn't want to have all that baggage with me. And like, I, 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 collected games growing up. And like, I think I talked about last week, I would, you know, collect a huge massive Xbox game, sell them, get my PS threes, collect those, get my next console kind of thing. Um, based on the image and the thumbnail i'm kind of regretting that i used to do that <laughs> i'm like damn i don't own these games anymore i can't play them uh so the game on the cover if you're wondering was battle for middle earth 2 um and so when we were discussing the topic for this podcast today i was kind of thinking a bit deeper about it i'm like you know what like are we going to repeat history at some point because uh ea back in 20 2005 to 2010 had the lord of the rings license for video games and they had made a bunch of video games under the Lord of the Rings license: Lord of the Rings: War of the North, The Battle for Middle Earth Two, uh, Lord of the Rings: Conquest. And none of the you cannot buy those games anywhere anymore, unless you can find a physical copy. None of them are mm-hmm. purchasable. And none so of I'm them gonna,
1: got like forward generation like ports or anything. Like the movie no, games never got. They, can't,
0: and they literally that,
2: can't do anything with them unless they regain the license for so, Lord of the Rings. So because they lost the license, they just can't sell games that they made when they did have the license? Yeah, they can't do anything with them. Huh. And, yeah, and, and you know, when
0: I was kind of thinking about the, the topic today, I was kind of like, well, Sony owns Spider-Man. So, uh, I mean, I'm not really worried about Spider-Man games going away, right? But, like, Microsoft doesn't own Blade. And what happens if Disney decides to revoke that license for them to use Blade 15 years from now, like, does that game just go away? And like all the, and licensed games are becoming a huge thing in the industry again, because, you know, the, the Disney and, you know, uh, uh, Warner bros and all that are really getting into, into it now. So like what happens, what happens to those games when those licenses move or change companies or anything? And so I'm like, I'm like, I don't like we're, we're going to repeat history at some point. Cause all Avengers is already gone. <laughs>
2: well
1: (laughs) like spider-man isn't locked down like sony licenses has the exclusive licensing rights to spider-man on film Mm -hmm. but if they would ever like the reason we keep getting shitty spider-man movies is because if they ever go a certain amount of time without putting that movie out the rights license so like Mm -hmm. there is like this wasn't that long ago when something like the scott pilgrim game was like we're taking this off the store because the licensing got all wonked up and that that made its way back relatively recently which was cool but um There's also plenty of licensed games from the the NES, Sega Genesis, Super Nintendo, N64, PS1, PS2 era that just are lost to time, that aren't uh, not available on digital storefronts, were never ported forward, are just kind of, you know, only available if you have it physically or if you want to steal it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) and and that's like, obviously we haven't seen, you know, the legal documents behind these things. I wonder if like maybe... You know, stuff like Lord of the Rings games are taken to taken into account that like, if we move the license, like you can continue selling the game, you just have to pay us the royalties or, or whatever that looks like. But you <laughs> know, EA could EA or Sony or whoever could say, "No, we don't want to do that. It's not worth our time anymore to produce that game." Yeah. Uh, so like, I feel like that's what EA did. I mean, with Lord of the Rings license games, because like, who's gonna buy Battle from Middle Earth one or two or Conquest or War in the North anymore? But yeah, like, I, yeah, mm. I remember like. Five years ago, I I wanted to do a video on Lord of the Rings games, and then I went to like go buy Battlefront of Two, and I'm like, oh, I can't find it anywhere, and you can't. And then I was like, oh, you can't buy it. I was like, oh, well, I want to play War in the North because I never finished it. Nope, can't buy that. Can't uh-huh. buy Conquest. You know, weird enough, like weirdly enough,
2: like the Star Wars Battlefront games like never fell into that trap. But like this this is the thing that keeps happening mainly with things like movie licenses and like music licenses like the soundtrack for something Tony over Hawk time games and stuff yeah, like, like
1: that especially that era yeah
2: i'm curious is there are there situations where this has happened for something that was always purely like video game related like someone was like uh the like a parent company has changed hands or whatever and so this past uh, ip has fallen out of existence because there's a weird rights thing or license thing with just video games.
1: Yeah, with the consolidation of of publishers and developers, there are games where it's just like, oh, the publisher doesn't exist, the developer doesn't exist, like who owns this? Like no one lives forever. Is a game that's in this weird like it's right, yeah, like yeah. who owns this thing uh and well, there's
0: uh a, it, the uh, the one that always makes me laugh a little bit is like when everybody's surprised that car games get delisted. Yeah. And like you, yeah. You, car licensing. Car yeah, licenses you know, go away. As well. yeah. 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 Like and it's like, yeah, every single car game you you have eventually will be delisted because of licensing. Even like versions of
1: games like I remember. So Jet Set Radio came out on the Dreamcast and then there was like a Xbox Live Arcade port and that had to remove like Rob Zombie's Dragula from mm-hmm. the soundtrack because whatever license agreement they had with Rob Zombie's Dracula on the original game (laughs) was like, it is only for this individual game and not if it ever goes anywhere else. Um, Like weird things like that. So, uh, yeah, especially that era.
2: No, I'm going to say part of that feels like kind of like they're making it up as they go along. Like they don't, (laughs) they're not thinking of the future or whatever. They're like... They're making a contract that somehow benefits one side over the other because one side is more desperate than the other. But then like years and years down the road, you get to this point where it's like, oh, this just doesn't make any sense anymore for anyone. Like no one wins with the way this has been drafted.
1: Yeah, it's such a young medium that no one's thinking. Half a century ahead, let alone decades Mm. ahead, let alone years ahead. It's like if we can get this thing done it's uh it's a win in our book uh-huh. uh and so uh yeah it's 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 kind of wild and you look at modern games uh skull in the chat brought, brought it up I think about this all the time of what is what are the rights to smash ultimate like because that has like 15 different companies more than that probably the game, and one of them's Disney <laughs> like, what do we do like how like what does that game look like if it ever tries to move is that like is that game even portable to Switch two, like yeah, is like, that ba- going to be like? Do we have to like go to everyone's house and be like, Mister Kojima, we would like to use your snake again?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, yeah, it's really strange, and like the fact that they're very secretive about how those deals come about adds mm-hmm. to the fact that like you just don't know, and they're probably different for every character. Like stuff from Capcom maybe was a lot smoother than stuff from Square Enix. Sure, Square Enix yeah. was like you only get like seven tracks versus yeah. Capcom. <laughs> like, like what was that about? Who knows? Yeah. So like, yeah, it's. Yeah. And and this this specific licensing thing um, is an entirely different argument from just preservation in general. Because mm-hmm. and and like digital media versus physical media in general. Because like on the whole, like I'm kind of pro digital. Like I'm of the mindset that like unless you're like a specific collector type and like you want it because you know you're filling out a collection or you're like you know trading to other collectors or whatever. If you just want to play the games, it doesn't really make sense. To hoard a huge mass of library, even if even if you're the world's biggest gamer, like digital makes more sense for you to actually be able to just play the stuff you want and like live a regular life. And like if like 30 years from now, 40 years from now, like you're not going to want to go back and play whatever that thing is that you bought and like, well, I own it. So I have the right to play like, sure, maybe you do, but you don't actually care. You're just mad that someone's telling you that they're going to take it away from you.
1: Yeah, I mean I think I, there I, is the very very small group that will want to do that. Like the people who have yeah, a massive yeah. movie collection and like, "Ah, tonight I'm
2: bringing True foe out." They always say well, that. Sure. Well, but that's what I mean. Like, yeah, those those are people who are like, "I'm I'm about this life. Like, I'm collecting these things because like yeah. this is my thing." But like for like the great majority of us are like, "We just want to play video games." They're like, "Me who like has dedicated the majority of my life to video games. I don't need all the like I had to rebuy Mirror's Edge because I got the hankering to play it at one point in my life when I didn't have it because I had sold it forever ago. But eventually I just bought it digitally. And that's how I play that game when I want to go back to it.
1: Like you had to go to Tim Langdell's house and ask me <laughs> if, <you could> <laughs> if you could buy Mirror's Edge. Uh Nick, why do you why do you buy the physical stuff still?
0: Um mostly just so that I have access to it now, I guess. Like I, you know, like <laughs> these live service games, I honestly just buy physical just so that I have them preserved because I know like at some point they're probably going away you know like when 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 is Destiny 1 going to get delisted <laughs> you know when nobody's playing it anymore is it are the servers even on for that game I, don't I was even about
1: know. to say but having it preserved is different than like you might have it on your shelf but can you play this thing that's yeah, the well, other that's, thing is yeah I mean, it's,
0: it's gotten more and more complicated as you know these games like to even play the physical version of these games you have to download them so, well mean, that's, how that's... few games that the
1: disk you get are the actual finished game whether it be because of DLC or whether it be because of
0: well, whatever anywhere you have day one patches every every yeah every game and now, so, so like
1: even if you own these things like you don't necessarily own the finished game mm-hmm. uh and then yeah like you said the the idea that these servers can go away and just something like can just cease to exist something that was tens of thousands hundreds of thousands of man hours put into something just yeah. uh ceasing to exist so
0: as That's, it, uh, you know, when we were, when we were putting this topic together this morning, I found that website. I don't remember what it's called. If you have the notes up. Yeah. Uh, Delisted games. It's <laughs> a website called delistedgames.com. And let me tell you, that was a very depressing website to scroll through. Yeah. I did. And like a lot of those games, like I didn't realize were actually completely gone. Like I didn't realize they're getting ready. I, I think they're getting ready to completely delist like second extinction, which is that, um, dinosaur hunt, dinosaur shooting game ever... from avalanche.
2: Did it ever, like, actually come out? Like, I, it was in, like, the early access thing on Xbox for a while.
0: Yeah, I don't think it finished early access. Like, they they canceled it, and now it's just going to get delisted completely, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, like, if you go look at that website, there's probably a lot of games on there that you didn't even realize are gone, and you can't even touch anymore. And I, like, I'm like, i like, whoa. Yeah, that's a bummer. One of them we covered in the indie showcase, uh, it was on their Quantum League, that, that time. Oh, right. Feature. Yeah, I yeah. reviewed that. Fell, fell on its face and you know we kind of knew knew that but I mean yeah it's, it's completely gone can't even can't even play it anymore who knows what happened to it so like I don't know I like you, you know the, like these, how- these companies these companies have the source files to it so you know there's a way to preserve that stuff but I don't know it just uh, yeah like Friday the 13th game is completely gone because uh, whoever the rights, behind, rights thing yeah. Yeah, I really mean, asshole mm- thing behind that one the
1: Friday the 13th movie is notoriously, I believe there are two parties who are constantly arguing over who has the rights to it. That's why we've weirdly mm. not had a Friday the 13th movie in like 15 years, but they can't get their yeah, shit together just, um, anymore. I th- which I believe actually just um, was resolved a few months ago. Yeah. I think,
0: I think, you know, maybe, you know, don't focus so much on the title of this podcast. Cause I didn't, we didn't really know how to title it in a way that would make sense for this. But I think the more interesting top kind of question is, like, why don't these companies put the money in to preserve their libraries and their games? And, like, even even if it's, like, going to download a ROM of, you know, Battle of Middle-earth 2, like, it can't cost that much to host that file up and just say, like, all right, like, nobody's going to buy this anymore, just go ahead and access it, you know? um that unless you nintendo and continues to charge 50 dollars for a wii u game that came out 12 years ago donkey kong tropical freeze
2: the, the reason is the same reason <laughs> money. why money. everything happens yeah, yeah like, corporate the, money <laughs> it, do, it doesn't make money to yep. put money aside to preserve the stuff it does make money to you know check it out if that's possible yeah. like if it was just art tours and artists doing this i'm sure there'd be a way they'd be like all right look at my wall of all the things i've created sure um <clears throat> I um, I get I get the money. I get the money side of it. It's just more of like, you know. No, it's terrible. Like, it's not a good thing. But even even
0: if like even like what if you have all these all these subscription services exist now and maybe you don't want them to be on your front page and maybe you just add an extra five dollars to access our historical content or something like that. You know, that kind of thing. There's a way to make money on these old games that people would probably happily pay for just to have access to them when they want to have access to them. Um, cause yeah, like I, I, you know, Marty, you brought up like kind of hoarding or one of you brought up like kind of hoarding, you know, physical media that you're never going to touch again. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, I completely get that. Like uh, collecting all these movies and I probably don't even watch, you know, a 10th <laughs> of them. Uh, so I've slowed down on that cause I'm like, I got, I got, I got tricked into buying physical media and then, you know, everybody's freaking out because Best Buy is, is no longer selling physical media. And everybody's like, oh, it's a death of physical media. It's like, no, best it's just the death of Best Buy. Nobody goes to Best <laughs> Buy anymore. Uh, because Amazon makes bank off of physical media. They're always sold out of like the biggest new movies. But um, like
2: in and all like not to get morbid and not to be like too counter to the argument, whatever, mm-hmm. but like even if you are like even if you are a collector of the stuff and it means a lot to you, when you die. What happens to that stuff? Like, do your kids get it? Do they give a damn? Like it either gets sold off or sent to a landfill. Like, like this, this sort of, like, I love art. Like I love video games, movies, TV and whatnot. But like the experience is the experience. Like the actual physical thing that contains it, like the, the disc, the, the vinyl, like whatever it's printed on, like it's really not that important. And I get the idea of like I I paid for a physical thing that physical thing belongs to me but mm-hmm. Frost had a, a a cold take a very recent one mm-hmm. that was literally about that the fact that like even back in the day when you bought like a cartridge or whatever it was still just the license it's just the license was tied to a physical thing because that's how it worked yeah like you still didn't own the game in the way you think you own the game like. It's just, it's fully impractical for someone to come to your house and come take the thing when they decide that, no, you don't get to play it anymore. That's just not a thing that
0: happened. Yeah.
2: So, like, it's the same as it always was. It's just this idea. And, like, and this comes back to that quote that everyone kind of uh, really ruffled by from the UB exec. And like the quote itself was actually kind of taken out of context. And I I don't want to sound like a shill. Yes, I do work for Ubisoft. I I agree with you that I was taken out of context. But like, yeah, the the quote was taken out of context. He was saying that people need to get used to the idea of digital in order for uh, digital uh, subscription services to like take off and be like the new normal, which is just true. Because we all have hangups about that exact thing of like giving up. Um, our physical media i had this with music more so than video games like i used to collect tons and tons of cds and like, I, I had like the little case and like i would burn new uh, cds for, like off the internet illegally or whatever and like write mixes and whatnot mm-hmm. i had tons we and tons of cds yeah <laughs> and then when everything started moving to digital like i would literally burn my collection onto my computer but then that just came super impractical mm-hmm. when you can just download the thing or subscribe to a service and just get literally all the music like it just makes more sense that way and like I I haven't looked back.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm mostly in that same boat, uh, but you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's like an interesting thing to think about because like books, right? Like if, if you couldn't access a book anymore, like 1984, just because of some stupid license deal Mm -hmm. when like people, the world would go nuts because you can't access a book, (laughs) you know? And like, we've seen the treat games and movies differently just because they are digital and not you know are written down i don't know it, it's yeah i think for me it's just the the idea that like a lot of these games or movies that i enjoy could just go away at any time because of some legal loophole license whatever you want to call it i think that i think that tends to bother me
2: uh like i compl- kind of somebody the licensing uh, thing in particular like that that always seems to be really ugly and yeah i wish there was a way to to shore that up better but like mm -hmm. the the companies that deal in that sort of thing have been doing that sort of thing for so long like they they have a method to their madness that benefits just them and not (laughs) the consumer so like i don't yeah i can't really see that change anytime soon uh but yeah, like, I I go back to thinking
0: about like when I used to collect like Yu-Gi-Oh! cards, you know, and then one day I literally just realized I'm spending a lot of money on just buying pieces of paper with a picture on it. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I immediately these are good pictures, stopped. though. I immediately stopped. I was like, I, I, I could feel like when I went to a store and like, you're putting this at the front of the store so I can't avoid it. I could feel the capitalism seeping into my veins. <laughs> yeah,
1: but I mean, it's different than like being like, well, I'm just going to order lunch every day. Like you just cook at home, but like we order, yeah. but people order lunch every day. It's like, uh, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm never going yeah, like to, but I need
0: it. lunch to survive. I don't need a piece of paper. With a picture you don't need on it. that lunch to survive. I, it, it, depends. Make- it depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you ordered, you ordered food twice during the persona stream, which was impressive.
0: No, no. I only ordered it once. I had five well, guys.
1: Oh, okay. That's a lot. That's I, five, I, I, five I, had a, I had leftover
0: lunch from the day before that I ordered.
1: That was it. God damn it, Nick, two <laughs> in a row, you monster! Uh, so I don't, I don't yuck anyone's yum when it comes to buying. So I think everyone's yeah. just like, you, you spend your money on whatever you want. I got all these fucking amiibo here. Like, I think I'm like near the ending of my amiibo. I might not be. Mm-hmm. I think I'm nearing the end. <laughs> uh, yeah, He's but I'm i I think one of the reasons when I got into the games industry, I immediately like kind of stopped caring about physical because I had to play so many games digitally yeah like with yeah, the we, have a, we, have a, we have a
0: we have a very point, unique I was like, circumstances
1: but i also like as a kid i still have a lot of my games but i did sell a lot of my games to gamestop and like funko land and shit and like there is some real valuable stuff i sold that is that i probably sold for like ten dollars and i think like just that has made me not want like the idea of going back and trying to like rebuy my ps2 collection for what it would cost now. I'm just like I, I just can't do this. I'm just I'm just going digital. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um yeah. I still like playing on real hardware though, which is like that's something like I'm digital and, and I'm just like I will emulate things when I need to, but I would still always rather prefer to play a game on either its its original intended hardware or like via an officially supported console release or something. Um and it's like, kind
0: of like what else you said about like zero punctuation like you know, you know, you don't care until it's gone kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, and it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because DV Trooper and chat brings up the fact that Netflix and Disney, etc., don't do physical releases of their shows really annoys me. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, Disney kind of turn coded on that and did do like a physical release of Loki, WandaVision and the Mandalorian seasons. So pretty God, I hope we get Andor physical, but like Netflix and Disney and all these streaming services are like a prime example of why I want physical media to come back. Because these shows that I really love and would love to rewatch, they completely control them. Whether I get to ever watch those shows again unless they release them on physical media. And I hate that. I hate that so much. That like these good shows that get canceled are just thrown away on Netflix. Like they never existed, right? Like that's yeah, why right? I'm like, a,
1: like. Remember that Willow show that like a few months after it <laughs> yeah, came out, they just got rid of it. It's just gone. Like that's yeah, insane. Yeah. It was like, like Kid Cudi space movie, like space kid movie with Kid Cudi like two months after it came out and uh disappeared
0: yeah and like game like i don't think games have reached that point or actually no they have they have exactly reached that point because if you look at that delisted website the only thing is like people don't care about those games unfortunately uh for i cared about phantom breakers but apparently they're just doing a remaster so (laughs) (laughs) but uh, like like quantumly like we had fun playing streaming that like (laughs) you cannot touch that game ever again it's gone and but, like but, I but that's because
2: a, people weren't playing that game right, but <laughs> like, I mean like, if it still was here, like I think people would still not be playing that
0: game i well, I know I'm aware like that but that's like the slippery slope of it, right if, uh-huh. if a subset of people if not enough people care about it, then you can't preserve it kind of thing,
2: yeah, and that <sighs> that and, sucks. That's just, and it's like yeah, like yeah there's, a, there's no good answer to that because it's yeah, like so do we just preserve everything like anything that because like the second extinction example you gave like that game never even made it to like a 1.0 release mm-hmm. is that should that be preserved in like it's formative like maybe there is some value to that process but like there's got to be a line somewhere right where yeah <laughs> this I mean, just yeah, thing just wasn't a thing yet so like it goes away maybe yeah it was just an idea. Well, I, it either goes
0: away or, yeah, I mean, like, a lot. some developers that, like, do have failed games are releasing the source code to the players to let them do what they wish with it, because, you know, clearly nobody's buying it, right? Um, Deep Rock Galactic did a really interesting thing. Like, people wanted to access the original version of that game, not the updated version, like, the original 1.0 release. And so, like, there's a if you go into the properties, like, you can go into the betas of that game and play the original cool. release if you want. Like, that's something that like that game's only available digitally, I think. Uh, and that's like a cool way to preserve the history of like where that game came from. So, like, I think there's yeah. like unique ways to do this thing. Do you know, this like vanilla looking,
1: WoW, right? Like, yeah, like, release or WoW Classic, whatever they called it when they re released mm-hmm. it. Um, like, there's,
0: there's, there's still crazy people out there that like want to continue playing Brink.
2: <laughs> but that's the You're multiplayer you. game. You just play I, Brink. I don't want to play Brink. Brink. I did
0: not like <laughs> Brink Boys.
2: <laughs> I did Brink. not like Brink. Brink has some of my favorite like movement sounds. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a real sounds. crunchy. Yeah, it's just a real. Cr- you know how like in a in a in most shooters when you just walk around, that like, you hear your soldiers like clothing ruffle or whatever or your gear yeah. rattle. Brink sounds so crunchy, and I love it. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I don't know why. But, I made you know, a video like, about they, this. People on down. chat
0: bringing up like uh, the original Star Wars releases. The only way you can watch those is if you have that gold box VHS set, which I have somewhere. But I don't own a VHS mm-hmm. box player. Is the
1: special editions. It was yeah. the pre-gold box ones. Like it's like
0: fuck. Lucas I do not Pen- even know Lucas what the Pen- originals Pen- are. They-
1: Lucas has been futzing with that for a long time. But I do like the uh, for my entire it Also, life, my feels like life such. Life. Disney could make so much money <laughs> if they just released the original <laughs> trilogy untouched on Blu-ray. But I guess that would be touched because it would be on like 4K. At least, at least HBO yeah. gives
0: me the option to watch the extended version of Lord of the Rings, or not. I don't, know, I don't know. where the fuck do I watch Lord of the Yeah HBO HBO oh, No fucking Max Max, Max <laughs> lets me watch the Lord of the Rings or the extended version. And I know everybody says watch the extended version. I refuse to watch them. You refuse to watch the extended what's version. Wrong
2: with, what's wrong? What's wrong with the extended in, versions?
0: You put I, those.
1: You put put that bunk ass Lord of the Rings art on the cover, and you refuse to watch the extended version. <laughs> the extended versions are so good. What
0: the, uh, that is uh, crazy. Well, whatever. The extended versions of the Hobbit were better.
1: <laughs> what do you?
0: I have no opinion on this.
1: <laughs> oh my god. That's gross. Extended uh, version of the Hobbit
0: movies actually made them into like watchable movies. <laughs>
1: no. What you so you watch extended Hobbit, but you don't watch extended Lord of the Rings?
0: Lord of the Rings was perfect as it is.
1: Oh, god, that is like
0: I don't I don't want to sully behavior. by an extended version.
1: That is absolutely deviant behavior. <laughs> um, I do I am someone who still I, I like when companies either the 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 publishers and developers if they're still around or companies like your limited run your digital eclipse go back into the past and like actually give a shit when they're porting a game forward bringing sort of forgotten it's gems it's bringing like it's the it's Klonoa, like uh Bandai Namco bringing the Klonoa games uh back uh they're, <laughs> they're bringing the Tumba games back they're bringing the Gex games back those like compilations that put like a lot of work into stuff like the Disney Afternoon collection or the the Ninja Turtles Collection that came out recently, yeah. um, even like Cal Capcom Bamba with collection. like your Mega Man stuff or Konami with uh, well the Castlevania ones were good. The Metal Gear one, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. fine. I like. I'm glad that the Metal Gear games are on my Switch. I'm just. I'm happy that Snake's hanging out in my hand. Um. So I still like that. And I know the best solution would just be like, why can't everything just be backwards compatible? That's. I agree. Like I really hope this they next Switch is backwards PC. compatible because that's. Put everyone sees. <laughs> <in pieces, laughs> You you you're gonna spend hours <laughs> fussy with your PC when you could be watching special editions. You could see them smoking their long bottom leaf. A lot of long. Oh bottom
0: wait, leaf. I have watched the I watched the extended version of Return of the King. I have not watched the extended versions of Fellowship of Two Towers. Man.
1: That should be a double offense. Those Fellows, movies fellowship, were
0: already Fellowship too of the, long. the Ring. <laughs> Fellowship of the Ring does not need to be touched. That's a perfect movie.
1: You know, it makes it even more perfect. Another hour or so
2: more Fellowship.
1: Another more fellowship, more ring. Same well, one, of ring, there's just one ring. <laughs> That's what the whole thing's about. Um also Alan Wake 2 recently is a weird example of a game that just didn't get a physical release, right?
0: Yeah. Which uh, is weird. Yeah. 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 It is, it some, is, some some of those weird. games, I think some of those games like hold back for like a limited collector's edition to get people the fear of missing out. And you know, you buy the digital one and then you
1: buy the but
0: I mean, the, yeah, I mean, the flip side of that is like people with slow Internet connections aren't going to download a 70 gig game. <laughs> like, They probably still have a of, got a lot of sales and also still download games. half the game. <laughs> mm,
1: yeah. It's funny how a game will come out and I'll fucking love it. And I'll go back to replay it a few years later and realize I never bought it because it was on Game Pass and it's no longer on Game Pass. That happened with Outer Wilds and Control. Both games. I was like, these games are fucking good and like Outer Wilds I was like this is one of the greatest games i ever played and then i went to i think replay it when eyes of the echo, or echo eyes of the echo the dlc came out and mm-hmm. i was like i never owned this game i never gave these people money at all like <laughs> that mm-hmm. i need to rectify that i need to buy this game as like an <laughs> apology i think it was the same way with like spirit fair i was like ooh i never bought this game this is just on on game pass you're
2: like. you're making an argument for game pass because that's how a lot of people try games and then when they do realize oh this is going away like it's it's not mine forever then yeah. they buy it but it's still not yours forever. No. <laughs> you, just, you just hold the license. <laughs> I thought PT was mine forever. And then, can't
0: take my, oh my disc God. away from me unless it's drive club and then I can't access it online.
2: anymore. Uh, e- Eric threw a really good point on this conversation in our chat, basically talking about like bit rot. Like physical media can go bad if you yeah, give it a But time. I'll be
0: dead before it goes bad.
2: And that's what I'm talking about. We'll all gonna be dead eventually. None of this <laughs> like none of this physical media hoarding shit actually matters. If you Very really big, want to like the about arrows it. on a mound of his steel. cases,
0: <laughs> <laughs> You will bury me. My steel cases will become my tombstone.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just build um, it Out
0: of the cases. <laughs> yeah. I didn't buy, I didn't buy a single physical Disney, game last year. Disney is on my tombstone. <laughs> they got capitalism. Just ended up killing me.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have no, I bought some dreamcast games. Those are the only games I bought last year.
2: Dreamcast. yeah have a, only physical have a, games. Do you have a working Dreamcast?
1: I have one in the mail. It's coming. Uh, okay. Oh, okay. It's Mike, though. <laughs> got a Dreamcast coming. I'm excited. Because I, I keep thinking about buying that $700 retro tank. I'm not going to. I want to preface <laughs> it needs to be fully understood. I'm not going to buy the $700 retro tank.
2: That's how uh, I feel about that ARC Odyssey, uh, that Odyssey ARC monitor.
1: <laughs> see, everyone has that one thing, the one that got away.
2: Bear the, bombs what, says the, you can't, the Bear
0: bombs says you can't take digital games with you die when you die either. Yeah, you can. I could just change my password before I die
2: and take it to my grave. Listen, guys, I'm not <laughs> I'm not saying that digital is better because it somehow lasts longer than the physical ones. I'm saying it's the same raw deal. Like all of the things you love are gonna go away. <laughs> I'm saying when I die,
1: I don't give a shit. At least my kids <laughs> don't have to lug a bunch of stuff around. So. Right, exactly. Yeah.
2: Like the stuff you love. No one's gonna give a shit about when you know your grandkids' generation <laughs> comes about. Like you're done. Get over it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Gee, you're, you're like Danny DeVito when you're done, just toss me the trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm half joking. All right. <laughs> Danny DeVito.
1: Look, I'm like, like quasi joking. Uh, <laughs> True Mando, five dollar dono. Thank you so much, True Mando. Uh, the reason True Mando has physical games is that when I get dementia, I can look at my physical collection to hopefully bring those memories back. Sometimes, <laughs> See? that's not bad. Hey,
0: yeah, that's I can't that, just that I like can just get those game. memories back by like looking at my Steam library. Like I remember that Quantum that a... Break game, yes, but if I can yeah. touch it, the memories will flood back through my tips into my. Head. Well,
1: it's not gonna work because you're gonna accidentally log out of Steam and not remember what your password Lock. is. If you have dementia, oh, If you got if you got like a big library of games, you can just rub your hands around the end of it. I like my old games. I don't want to buy new games, which is funny because I feel like in 20 years, I'm going to be like, man, I should have bought games. <laughs> I'm going to like, I should have bought all those switch games. What if I just owned a bunch of those I, switch
0: games? I'm, I'm, yeah, like when I actually have money again, I've been contemplating buying a PS3 because I am sick of not being able to replay infamous one or two, like a, like half a PS3 library. in like library thing? Access. It's in, it's in the digital, the it, stream library, but nobody wants to stream this shit. Nobody, yeah,
2: nobody wants to stream stuff in the PlayStation. I, uh,
1: <clears throat> I highly recommend. I bought a used uh, PS3 um, a little while ago, uh, and it's it, it's been working great. And I've been playing the games like you're mentioning, the ones that uh, in the the digital store is still available for a little while. That's closing down though. So no, no,
0: I'll buy a physical copy of the yep. Lair. I need it. <laughs> I need to own that game. And you need to buy an original Six X. It's just a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh bear bomb with a five dollar dono as well thank you so much bear bomb i uh, remember all these donos are going towards adventures Nigh season four on location look at that goal almost oh oh my god we're not, not, not watching if you're
0: not watching adventures Nigh you're not in support of physical media so you suck
2: i'm pretty sure those are digital we're gonna make them physical you're gonna make them
0: physical. we're gonna make them physical
2: we said that last time. We're going to we make Dapperella real, no, guys. No, we, we were going
0: to, and then we got fired, and now we have to reprint the covers because logos that we don't use are on them.
1: I get fired. I quit.
0: <laughs> I'm for the right now. them in the
1: trash. I buy and collect physical <laughs> games because, to quote Marty, my brain is broken. All of our <laughs> brains are broken in one way, shape, or form. Like You like you,
0: some, you, guys gave me a bunch of shit for making my own physical copies.
1: Oh, yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah,
2: that was pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: called
1: your basement the lamination nation.
0: I got I got some cool ass custom Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2 boxes on my shelf that have no CD in them. <laughs> They're just empty boxes.
2: Yeah, I mean that, my it, empty soul. It's really cool. It's really if cool. They don't have anything in
1: them. I feel like that's stolen valor.
0: <laughs> uh, tell tell that to Halo Infinite when they sold the steel book without even a disc in it.
1: I uh I still drive my dad's I inherited my dad's car. When he passed away, and he was yeah. a, a vet, a Purple Heart, and his license plate has Purple Heart, a Purple Heart on it. And I don't like park in the uh, sure, like Sure, sure, sure. I was pumping gas one, and a guy uh, once, and a guy saluted me and said, "Thank you for your service." And I said, "You're welcome." <laughs> and I didn't understand for like a day why you said that i also don't know why i said you're welcome maybe
2: you you thought he was a gas station attendant and like your service was paying for gas you are really good at swiping that card
0: marty i'm remembering how much we care about physical media because remember uh when we needed a blu-ray case to fit the cover in to make sure they're the right size so we went to a physical media store bought a $2 movie and then I immediately threw the disc in the trash and just walked yeah, out.
2: Yeah, that did happen. That was the last time I was ever in
1: that store and it closed down. R- what? R-I-P.
0: I caused it to close down. That,
1: that store closed know. down. Yeah. Pouring one out. Oh, shit.
0: The oh
1: no milwaukee wisconsin does not care oh, about physical media ever since the guy was like this is it i'm everything's turning around he saw <laughs> you buy it and throw it in the trash so and imagine, imagine like, if you
2: watched you out the window just chuck the disc like, i'm gonna join ass. a coventry
0: i'm just done i'm quit. He just
2: took out a gasoline can right after that i was like
0: Fuck. I i'm going to know. nepal
1: i'm getting rid of all my worldly belongings and I'm i don't going know to what nepal. movie i
0: bought I don't even know. I don't remember what movie that remember. was.
1: It was probably like about a mall cop or something. <laughs> uh
0: no, I'm not Paul Art Mall cop.
1: No, it was a different film about mall cops. This
0: is the blog of the trash.
1: <laughs> there was all sorts of films about mall cops. Uh you guys wanna talk about stuff we've been watching plane? Yes. Why not? I want I to talk about the big game of the week. No, Nick, you don't. You don't get to start with one of your games. We gotta talk about the big game of the week because it's actually a big game. I like
0: how I said I'm happy. And you said no, Nick. You don't get to start because
1: <laughs> you were probably gonna be like, I want to talk about Taylor Sheridan. You could talk about Taylor Sheridan, but you wait until after Prince of Persia: The Lost Crown. Pop TLC as KC calls Did it. Buy a physical yeah, I copy that's a of really it. Funny acronym. <laughs> Did I buy? No, I actually bought a, digi- a deluxe digital copy of it so you I could start f- three days you earlier. Did you really? Fucking idiot! And let me tell you, the extra costume that comes with it. I don't care. However.
0: Getting to play you didn't the even start three, three days early. early, did you?
1: I did. I started on Monday. I, oh, I okay. put quite some time into it. It's great. Um the game's really fucking good. I, I, I'm smitten with it. It is uh, scratching every single one of those Metroidvania itches. Um, and I just think it is just extremely well-made, which not surprising from Ubisoft Montpellier, uh, uh, responsible uh, a while ago for the original 3D Rayman games for Beyond Good and Evil, most recently for um, Rayman Legends and Origins. Uh, this game is really 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 fucking good casey you've been playing it right uh
2: i have put a tiny bit of time into okay. it um but yeah early impressions uh very positive like but like I, I the prince well this isn't the prince uh sargon is not the prince that that was a big deal when this was announced uh but sargon feels great to move around and and fight with um and like Yeah. Like it's a big ass map. Like there's cool, uh, like the combat in particular is very like simple, like all your attacks kind of move in the direction that you're facing. And so like, if you want to hit an enemy up in the air, you just hold up and then keep pressing attack. Same thing. If you're in the air, you want to hit enemies down or like do dive bombs and stuff. Um, and like you link that with like, you know, your ability to run or slide on the ground and just very quickly, you have access to just a ton of like, just really cool, slick looking fights, stuff and i'm only at the very beginning so i can't wait till like i start getting more powers and stuff to like build on that
1: yeah the game does a great job of doling out new abilities uh both story-centric ones as well as um when you finally get to the first shop you can really start kicking the tires on the um kind of like the hollow knight-esque charm system you know you have a x number of slots to fill up with charms some of them might take one some of them might take two a big one might take three um that really lets you kind of accommodate your play like do you want a movement based thing do you want something that deals a ton of damage do you want to be resistant to certain elements um but i've just the the it, it has its hooks in me like all day i was just thinking like looking at my switch and i was like what if, what if i what if i pop this open get a little bit more see, <laughs> see what else sargon's up to mm-hmm. uh have you started yet nick
0: no i haven't uh uh we will get to it i do want to play it as, as somebody's been playing more mr videos lately
1: I'll be, yeah i'll be curious to see uh i think the map is extremely readable i think mm-hmm. i just hit a part where they have doled out fast travel but it's kind of like symphony of the night like you find when you find a room those two rooms can speak to each other and you can i'm assuming the more rooms you can choose which <laughs> one you go to yeah that's i think um, that's how
2: most modern metro venues handle it like you have to go to a location in order to fast travel
1: yeah the train station <clears> and uh
2: hollow Knight, that kind of well, thing like, folks have been really into uh Some of the quality of life things that this game has done for like traversal in a metroidvania, Mm -hmm. like you could do that snapshot thing where any room you're in, you can literally just take a picture and that just stamps a thing on your map of like, hey, this is the room that was here. And you can just refer back to that anywhere else you're at to remember like, oh, now that I have this new ability, is this a place I can use it at? Mm -hmm. no. Yes, that is. And then Yeah,
1: you were like I don't know what this thing was. I'll take a picture of it and then maybe later on you're like, "Oh, that's this thing I just got. I can look at that picture and be like, "Oh, this is probably this looks like the same color as my bow and arrow, so maybe I can go back and shoot this thing with an mm-hmm. arrow and it'll open up." Mm-hmm. Um
2: And they, yeah, they let just, you choose whether or not you get like a hey, you want to be lost and explore kind of map or if a hey, just put icons on the map, like tell me where things are, where doors are locked. So you can choose one way or the other if you prefer. Yeah. Which is it's, always good. Uh,
1: yeah it has a it has a ton of accessibility sliders for like small things. like if you want your special attack to charge faster you could just have that you can keep the same difficulty same health everything and just move that slider if you want to dish out a little more damage or take a little less damage or if you want a little help with some of the platforming because some of the platforming challenges do get kind of Ori, Celesti, Hollow Knighty, where you're you know you get different movement abilities you'll get an air dash that can recharge by doing x, y, or z and so you get those things where it's like there's spikes everywhere and you got to make it through this big old platforming loop. Um, Just really, just really a really good, really well thought out um, Metroidvania. Nothing yet, aside from honestly that picture thing, which I think is really cool. Nothing Mm -hmm. like feels revolutionary, but everything feels extremely good, which makes this game extremely playable. Um, Runs amazing in handheld mode on Switch, so I'm assuming it runs even better on consoles and PC and stuff.
0: Um, Yeah, I'm
2: I'm playing on PC. Um, It it, like it looks good. Like it looks really good. Like it's super slick. I love how. They like we uh, Nick, you were playing um the roguelike deck builder game, uh mm-hmm. which I forget the name. Nitho Reset. You were playing that <laughs> the other day, and we were talking about like how those animations like really helped sell just the card-based thing. But in this game, like it's actual fighting, but they still put all that flourish in there. Like you'll you'll trigger like a special move and you get like a zoomed-in, uh super over-the-top, like anime-styled cutscene as mm-hmm. your move like fires off and like it's it's just so good looking like if you feel like you're just a real serious badass playing this game
1: yeah definitely took i mean it took inspiration from a million great games uh you can tell you can feel the metroid dread in there uh Mm -hmm. that those kind of like uh visual flourishes with a parry feel like the Perries in Metroid Dread. There's even an enemy that's kinda like the Emmy in Metroid Dread, like a mm. unstoppable enemy that you need to, you know, slink around as you go through. Um, just really, really, really good stuff. A couple of people ask why is it called Prince of Persia if you're not the Prince? You're uh you are like a, a royal guard, a member of the Royal Guard who uh and the Prince is stolen. So your goal is to
2: um, Same find the Prince. Logic of as Legend of Zelda.
1: Exactly. And I really <laughs> like the setting is they – so they, they stole the prince and took him to this like weird old ruins of a castle. And uh, But the whole thing about the castle is it's like all, all timey-wimey, wubby-wubby to where like you'll meet someone and they'll be like, I've been in here for weeks. And your character will be like, we came in hours ago. What do you mean it's been weeks? So like there's all sorts of weird time distortions going on, which again plays into Sands of Time, sort of the time aspect of the series as a whole. Great stuff! Big thumbs up. Well, I, I think first, it does
2: like it does move away from the sands of time identity because of that. Like you don't like rewind time as far as I can tell, or what I've heard.
1: No, it, but it still uses like the concept of time as a, mm-hmm, as a, like, yeah. a thematic device in it. But sure. yeah, it definitely doesn't. Uh, it, it feels of its own. It doesn't feel like oh, it's a natural compression. Chad's complaining impression. about
0: spoilers, but I assume this is something you learned in the first five minutes. Yeah, it's the, the game. very beginning. No, they were
1: I'm, I'm assuming Eric was joking there because that is just okay. That's yeah they've said the whole time that was in the reveal. Um but yeah, good stuff. Um uh, highly, highly recommended. Uh I think it's on every every platform under the sun. 50 $40?
0: $50. It's I think it's $49.99. Oh, yeah,
1: whatever it is. I think I paid ten dollars extra because I needed that hot, hot deluxe. <laughs> they were like, you have an extra outfit. I am like, I don't want it.
2: <laughs> <You can laughs> that outfit it. was like like the old style prints or something like that. I think so. I've watched a couple
1: different outfits and I keep thinking they're gonna look like other princes I recognize, and I don't, and none of them do. And then I realize I just don't know what a lot of the princes look like. So
2: <laughs>
1: I like the I like the color theory of the main character. I like the, the splash of uh the splash of blue on his like uh his
2: that, uh, that princely scarf. sash. Princely yeah.
1: sash, yeah, exactly. Uh Nick, what were, sorry, you what, what have you been playing? Why haven't you been playing Prince of Persia?
0: uh, uh I've been uh, obviously i think we can say review copies are out for infinite wealth so i've been working on that but can't talk about it yet uh so you'll gotcha. hear more more of our thoughts about that later um, but i've been playing i've yeah, just been kind of relaxing the evenings with uh chivalry 2 again lately i yeah i've been playing that game pretty much pretty religiously since launch honestly like i've just had a really really good time with that game uh best feeling melee combat in a multiplayer game i think and so i I don't, they, and they've been very consistent with updates with new maps. They're fun. Uh, the map designs of... I don't think there's a map in that game I don't enjoy. Uh, and it's just... Yeah, I just kind of haven't been able to put that one down. The other the other multiplayer game I've been playing uh, was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I've been playing that a lot. I feel like the community on that game has been quite toxic towards the developers because they've been slower on updates because Gun is not a huge developer. <laughs> uh, huh. But the the player count on that game is actually pretty healthy, uh, considering it's on game pass. So it's, it's, I think it's doing okay. And it's, it's got a really good gameplay loop where, uh, I've been a fan of like more strategy oriented game, multiplayer games lately. And, you know, like siege, like learning the map is like half of that game. And Texas chainsaw is kind of like that too, where you need to know the map to kind of cut off routes and learn where the best place to place traps are. And like, you know, use, Really good communication with like, if you're playing the family to, to kill the victims, uh, really use really good communication to like call out where people
2: are and how to cut them off and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and it um, does that thing uh, like you don't have Intel ops like Siege does, but like it'll do things where like someone made a noise. And so like yeah. it's kind of covering the same base of like this is giving me information about the enemy that I desperately need so that I can like adjust what I'm doing. So like I I I think it's a better design thing than most of these sort of hide and seek games that I've uh, seen and tried out because it's not about hiding really it's about <clears throat> it's about stealth and and I feel like those are different oh. like it's, that sounds similar but those I feel like those are you good. have objective
1: I mean Metal Gear is about stealth but it's not like hiding passively you uh, you, right. you yeah, are, you yeah.
0: Are,
1: you're you have actively a
2: accomplishing that. things
1: yeah. yeah
0: it's um I don't w- I don't know if it's about so much about stealth it's a lot about deception, I, and like you know, stealth is deception. But I think like stealth is mostly hiding in the shadows, kind of waiting to make your move, kind of thing. And deception to me is more like playing with one side or the other, and which is why I like I like Dex Chainsaw because like the victims can easily toy with the family by like oh we open this gate, but we're actually using that as a distraction, go to this other gate, mm-hmm. and all that. Um, and like the teams that work together like are really hard to take down as the victims. And I feel like you know Dead by Daylight, uh, they did they did make that change where you can't just guard when you get hooked anymore, which is one of the reasons I stopped playing uh, when I was getting into Dead by Daylight a few months ago. Um, so they finally got rid of that that you can't just sit there and guard somebody when they're on the hook anymore, as far as I know. Um, but yeah, Texas Chainsaw, like you're kind of always on the move in that game because you they force you to be on the move because like you're bleeding out the whole time because mm-hmm. you know you you've been hooked <laughs> everything. So like you you know you you can survive you keep healing yourself but in general like when you start taking damage and start bleeding like eventually you know you're going to tire out and and die um so yeah it is uh i don't know it's it, i think it's a uh, out of dead by daylight or you know friday the 13th and all that i think it's been my favorite one of these asymmetrical horror yeah, games that i've played dead.
2: those kind of things
0: e- evil yeah evil dead's kind of its own thing like. that, that, that's more that of an action game like a...
2: Like a Left for Dead spinoff, than a mm. kind of Dead by Daylight spinoff. Yeah, yeah. Killer Clowns from Outer Space coming.
0: Yeah, I'm curious about that one, but not not super excited for it. But uh, yeah, the the main reason I haven't started Prince of Persia is because at night I've been going to binge watch uh, Yellowstone.
1: I have been been Sheridan pilled.
0: I've been Sheridan pilled. <laughs> I, I really yeah, I've really gotten into Yellowstone. Um, you know, I, I knew like Taylor, so Taylor Sheridan actually, you know, basically started his acting career on sons of anarchy. Like that's where he got his first big break. And I didn't, I never realized that um, until like i started reading up on Sheridan and all that. And he was one of the cops and he ended up leaving the show. because like, basically he wanted more money and they're like, no, you're not worth it. And then he's like, fuck you. <laughs> and started writing, you know, writing his own movies. And I didn't realize like, I didn't realize Sicario was his very first movie. Uh, And then, you know, he did Hell or High Water and Win River and those all won awards and made him a lot of money. And then when I was uh, I found this article last night that I was reading up and I was like, just found a whole new respect for the guy because he straight up went to Paramount when they were looking to get shows under their service. Uh, He'd originally pitched Yellowstone to HBO and it was basically in development hell and he had to get the rights back. And then he basically took it to Paramount and said, I want 90 to 100 million dollars to make this show. You will have no creative oversight over it. I'm going to make the show I want to make, and I just want you to pay the bill. And they're like, okay. And now it's like one of the biggest shows. Wow, <laughs> and he, well, he basically what a negotiator. Runs, <laughs> He basically runs Paramount's sh- streaming series. Like half of the streaming series on there are his shows, or he's executive produced them. Like, And now I, he's got a big I, office I mean, I guess at V.I.C.O.
2: No I guess there's no way to know, but like, are they doing well? Like, is, is They it are like the helping... most
1: popular shows
0: Yellowstone yeah, like, like, like the, number is the one most popular show,
2: show in America, in America. which, is, which what? is
1: funny because Yellowstone was not a streaming show. Yellowstone was terrestrial on the there is a Paramount network that mm-hmm. is like Paramount, the TV channel that is apparently a part of cable packages. And is I don't know you? anyone who watched. Par- no, it's been like that for years. Yellowstone is so far and away bigger than bigger than succession it's bigger than house of the dragon it's bigger than Andor, it's bigger than last of us bigger than any of those things it is just so it is so in our blind spot um but like as these sheridan shows have come (laughs) to yeah have come to streaming services like they've started to get bigger and bigger and he's attracted you know jeremy renner and mayor of east town and uh uh, you know uh, he's
0: got more like special ops lioness morgan freeman's in that show (laughs) like (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he's, he's got, like, all the A-list actors under his belt now. Uh, yeah, isn't
1: it, like, Nicole Kidman's Zoe Saldana? Yeah,
0: Nicole Kidman's, yeah. yep. Um, so, yeah, I, like, I don't know, just a huge respect for the guy, and, like, he's a real-life cowboy, and he, like, straight-up said, I want to make shows that I, like, resonate with me and the stories that I know, and, and he, he's like, all right, and bare was like, okay, we'll give you a he blank a check. He's a real-life cowboy? Yeah, he's a real-life cowboy. Yeah, so he, like, I hear actually, about that story. he, all the he shit actually, he actually, yeah, well, he actually uh, just, in 2022, because I, I, I just because I've been watching those and I was like curious. I, I like to Google like you know what was what is the biggest ranch in the U.S. now? And one of them uh, was the it's down in Texas. One second, it's a six 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 ranch. That sounds like uh, a s- scary ranch. Uh, the four, <laughs> it, it, well, he, yeah, it's a ranch down in Texas that used to be called the four sixes ranch, and he Taylor Sheridan himself bought it for like $350 million. And mm. now it's like the location of some of Yellowstone's filming. And it'll also be the location of a prequel show that he's working called 666.
1: Uh, there's a, uh, so the, some of the rumors. So Costner's just done with the Yellowstone. He's like, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. And so they're trying to figure out like, what are we going to do? Like he's the, he's the main character of this biggest show. Yeah. Uh, um, and uh, there's been Scuttlebutt. That's so they introduced the Texas. Into Yellowstone and everyone's like "Why? it's weird This is like Yellowstone why are they introducing Texas And the thought Costa's going to go out They're going to move the show to Texas and Matthew McConaughey is going to become the star Because apparently he's pals with Taylor Sheridan So that is what yeah. the thought is that Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. is going to make his TV return Since True Detective Season 1 On whatever if Yellowstone is still called Yellowstone uh, Can you have a show called Yellowstone it takes place in Texas That seems illegal That's mm-hmm. not where Yellowstone uh, is You, you can't but, do that Yeah and no,
0: if it's you a but yeah, if you if you like the if you like Sons of Anarchy, like I think you would really like Yellowstone. Like, and I I, <clears> I knew I knew there were like some like controversy around the shows like for conservatives and all that is like it's not that at all. It's very much against no, I corporations. And, schools, I don't think
1: it is for conservatives.
0: No, it's not for conservatives at all. <laughs> it's got strong women actors in it and everything. Like it's it's a, it's a really good really good it show. Is-
2: that would just sound like a bad show if it was like four. Yeah, like yeah four be, the show time. the show is I've, I've not at they, all. I've seen what they pass as movies. Yeah, no, the show <laughs> is and not at all of movies. <laughs> Lady Baller, <laughs> yes, yeah,
0: yeah. The show the show isn't like, like that's you know, for
2: conservatives. That's what that means. Yeah, yeah.
0: The, 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 <clears throat> the show doesn't like guns, guns, guns. Not like there's not as much. It's really more of like a sure. soap opera than like people just murdering each other all the time. Although, there's quite a bit of murdering, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> You know, tend, tends to be the things for these. but Yeah, Taylor yeah.
2: Sheridan is a, is a, like, on top of just that show, just Taylor, Taylor Sheridan in general is a big blind spot for me. Like, there was a time where I was like, I'm going to start Sons of Anarchy. And then before I got a chance, I'd heard that it didn't end great. And so I was like, all right, maybe I shouldn't oh, bother. Sons of Anarchy? Yeah. yeah.
0: Hmm? I don't know. I, 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 people were kind of divided on the ending. I loved it.
2: Yeah, maybe, maybe I'll start there and then work my way back. So good. Back it's at so some good. point. point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and uh, uh
0: somebody uh speakeasy said that taylor Sheridan is making a bass Reeves adaptation uh, it's already out it's already out yeah I yeah i saw commercials for that yeah it looks really good
1: <clears throat> uh casey what have you been watching
2: uh i finished season one of grand blue fantasy the anime um adaptation of that big ass mobile game franchise from side games um I got very, I got, I was already curious about it after like going to the press event for Grand Blue Fantasy and Grand Blue Fantasy versus Relink and all that stuff. Um, but I got even more curious after playing uh, versus Rising because like that fighting game is actually like very good. <laughs> like I, I kind of I still think about it. Like I kind of want to go back and, and play more of it. Um, and honestly, it's, it's very inoffensive. Like I don't, like it's not great but it's not bad like it's far from bad like it has good animation uh i like the characters like they're well designed but that that's a given because like they're from a freaking game where you collect characters um its story is very similar to one piece in pacing not necessarily in like content cuz it's it's kind of doing a, a kind of generic fantasy thing like oh we're we're traveling around on an adventure with a party but that party just happens to be in a ship but that ship just happens to be an airship, <laughs> so it's like this, it's like they're they're like remixing every little thing of all these other things that have existed and have been popular before. So like, if you can get over the kind of the sameness of that conceit, um, it's not bad. Like, uh, it's got good action scenes and stuff in it, um, but it's yeah, like I really can't. It's kind of a thing to watch. Like it's it, it's good background noise, sure. I guess you could say. Um, but I did enjoy it. And like, one thing that I thought was kind of weird slash funny is the, the games, uh, all of the games, uh, operate under the idea that like the main character is, is, uh, digital. Like it, there's a guy named Gran and then there's a woman named Jita and the story functions the exact same, whether you're playing the guy or the girl, like they consider them the same person, uh, as far as the franchise is concerned. But season one of the anime is all grand until the very last episode, the 13th episode, which is sort of a bonus episode. And it's the stock anime beach episode. That's the only episode Weird. where Jita is the character. And, like, they kind of tell you this kind of abridged version that says, like, oh, from the beginning, uh, this is all the things we did on our journey. And, like, it recaps kind of what happened um, in the season you just watched, yeah. except they sub a couple of male characters for extra female characters that you kind of, you're like, okay, they came across that character, but in this version, they joined the party versus. Yeah. They yeah. Did. So it's yeah. just a, a blatant excuse to, to get more female characters in bikinis. Well, well, and well done. it's so, <laughs> it's so overt that I kind of love it. Yeah. <laughs> I like, there's like, there's a shamelessness in it that I'm like, this is good. <laughs> yeah, like, it, like, it's yeah. super shameless. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was really funny, but, um, uh, I think season only season two was on Crunchyroll. Uh, season one, I had to like go in the ether to find. So I'm going to start mm-hmm. season two uh, probably next and see if they improve on anything because I think that came out quite a bit later than season one. To season one was like in 2017.
1: You know how many, like, has this been like, is is there like a billion episodes or is this relative? No, 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 that's
2: pretty short. Yeah, uh, season one was just the 12 plus the bonus episode. And season two, I think, is about the same length. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure it's about the same length.
1: Hmm. Okay, so it's not like a crazy, you know, 500 episode commitment or anything? Yeah, no, nothing like that.
2: I had no idea. They're still trying to find their footing.
1: I had no, until I edited your piece, um, the written piece you had for uh, Grand Blue Fantasy back the Escapist a few months ago. I had no idea, like, I'd I'd known its name, but I just didn't know how any of this, I was like, I just assumed it was like an anime first and then a game adaptation and I wasn't sure what. And so I didn't realize it all spawned from a super, super popular mobile game.
2: Yeah, like that mobile game made them so much money that they're like, this brand has got legs and like they're putting it everywhere that they can. And, like, they're making really good decisions with how they do that. Like, the the transmedia versions of that franchise are good times. The the anime is probably the weakest of them, but it's not bad. Like, it's not a bad anime by any stretch of the imagination. It's just kind of, there's a lot of other better ones.
1: (laughs) We, uh, on uh, the Persona stream over the weekend, we were uh, with Amy talking about uh, uh, Genshin. And I feel like the same thing is going to happen with Genshin, and like uh, yeah, UFO Table working on an anime. Soon. Yeah, and UFO Table. Yeah. That's they're the, the oh, folks no. who do.
0: Uh, more Paimon. More Paimon. Yeah, you got uh, you got to love that Paimon. <laughs> uh, but
1: I feel like Genshin could be one of those things, even like League of Legends, to where like you could have a single player Genshin game, like you could have a Genshin fighting game. Like I feel like yeah, it's going to be 100 could where like that's going to become just a franchise and not just a game
2: yeah because because uh, genshin even more so than grand blue like they have a good ass story <laughs> like, yeah yeah like their characters uh look really cool which is always like that's gonna get an anime fan's attention is like that's just a cool looking anime character like i wonder mm-hmm. what their deal is and then when you actually learn the deals, like oh that's actually a very interesting story boom you're hooked
1: and it's like it's a big deal, because it's UFO table and they've done nothing but they're the guy uh team who does uh Demon Slayer and yeah, that's they've what done, they've done like they've the, been Fate doing series, the last like, like five years. Yeah,
2: like they are phenomenal
1: yeah. animators,
2: especially for like yeah. combat stuff. So And so Ooh, for them to be crazy. to go from
1: Demon Slayer to be like which is arguably one of the biggest anime on the planet, probably, for them to be like, All right, this is what our next thing is going to be. We are going mm. to take the reins to Genshin. Um as someone who doesn't even play Genshin, I'm like, that's pretty cool. Like I will definitely watch uh, that when it comes out.
0: I'm pretty excited for that Relink game. It just looks, looks fun. Uh, but I'm also, uh, the developer is Games, and I'm waiting for them to get Relink out the door so I can see more of what the hell that Project Awakening game was that they teased yeah. all those years ago. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, uh, I think Relink is coming out at a bad time because every game right now is coming out with Sega. What are we doing? We need to a sit down with Sega and be like, why are you re- releasing Yakuza and Persona? Within like a week and a half of each other, and why are you releasing both of them like three weeks before Final Fantasy seven comes out? Like, what are we doing? Like, we why why didn't we move
2: these other places?
1: They got
0: they got to get them out before Suicide Squad because that'll be a massive hit.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna play Suicide Squad. I think. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna play it too. I'm gonna play it too. <laughs> 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 oh, no, like, we're all like I kind of
0: that that's one of those games that I'm hoping it's like just better than it looks yeah they, same, same. The, the developers i feel like are like please like it, there's so much story content we put more story content and warner bros is like look loot gear scores all oh, that stuff you love to hate yeah um yeah <laughs> it, there's been a <laughs> lot of mixed opinions on that game like skill says he likes suicide squad and i'm like i that was the last person i was expecting to say that he enjoyed it
1: yeah, the story came out today too about 100 Star Games, which is the uh new studio by the founders of uh Rocksteady who left no. in 2022, I think, and uh hmm. so they have this studio called 100 uh 100 Star Games and their whole thing is they are only going to have 100 employees and they say they will it's going to be a mix of veterans and and uh, uh relatively like new new blood with a lot of Was- potential.
2: Was that not the exact same idea of that episode of Succession where Rome and his brother and sister teamed up to spin off their own media thing? Oh, God. That's literally what they, it's like, it's called the 100. We're going to have 100 experts in this field and that field and that. That's
1: hilarious. What if they get to a point and they're like, we are in desperate need of one more person, but we have to fire someone. (laughs) Like we, we
0: to time, to go farm, time to go quit and form 101 stars 101,
1: exactly Oh my god, that's uh, hilarious
0: And then yeah, Disney's um, like, no, you can't have that Because that's our number for 101 donations. Yeah,
1: we, we, we only allow that in Kingdom Hearts <laughs> That's it um, Cool, yeah, and then outside of Prince of Persia um, I've been spending most of my time with High um, C7 Remake, which is uh Very good, still very good, very emotional I'm, I'm seeing the padding In certain areas, certain chapters have a lot of Side quests that are kind of bad in my opinion, mm-hmm. and by doing them all, and I'm doing them all because I have a head injury, uh, as as we discuss, uh, I'm like this is just the game didn't need to be this long. However, when the game is great, the game is like capital G great. Uh, I I think it is it is incre- like genuinely emotional. It has uh, an incredible sense of place and character. Uh, it's it's. Uh, uh, big set pieces like really hit for me, and uh, I'm just it uh, makes me all the more excited to get to uh, Rebirth uh, next month. That's, that's probably my most anticipated game Damn, of That's year. soon. Yeah, come down a little bit.
0: January is flying past. That's them. why
1: they shouldn't Yakuza, and then right afterwards, Persona, and then you got Grand Link in there, the Suzy side squad. It's Too much. Susie side squad Susie side squad If I was named Susie not, I would call my party just, Susie side squad At
0: least Sega isn't Square Enix was like, This game has to say 10, 10 million copies of this success
1: Speaking of Square Enix And speaking of our main topic I'm probably going to buy a physical version of Final Stars. Fantasy Not to play no. Because I'm going to buy it digitally Right when it comes out But because they said it's coming on two discs And that excited me
0: you and two, stop it.
1: <laughs> when they, when they use, whenever you go to McDonald's and they're game. like,
0: "Can you can get two Big Macs?" You are like, "Yeah, I just need that second Big Mac, but I am not going to eat it. I am just going to throw in the trash." I just
1: wanted you pick two. <laughs> that's, just, that's, <laughs> <what
0: I'm laughs> like,
2: that's just you. You wrote like a whole thing back, uh, back. Yeah, in the day on the the two disc. Yeah. Uh,
1: and that was such an exciting thing back in uh like the PS One era. Being like, "Damn, this RPGs on this is on this game is on two discs. This game's on four discs. Like that's four disc games. That's like." three times the game as these other games uh yeah, more game yeah. Because yeah. it's so much game uh, you're still gonna have to download that disc i'm not even gonna put that disc in that that disc is just i'm just that's, gonna look at it that's just you, for cuddling that you gonna, that's just for cuddling <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ter- I'm gonna turn that i'm gonna put that disc into a waifu pillow <laughs> it's gonna be the beating <laughs> the beating heart of
2: my rebirth waifu pillow that's- um that's honestly like if you really do care about all this, perver- uh, not perversion, uh, preservation <laughs> <It hurts>. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> if you really care about all this preservation stuff, that is actually the answer. You buy it digital and you buy it physical.
0: <laughs> you get And an then you per- don't it. open the physical copy so it retains all of its value. Like you
2: break that in case of emergency. You know what? If I, you really care about physical things. media. I have a lot of unopened physical games.
1: <laughs> you really care about physical media? Find a way to cheat death. Huh? Become immortal. Big shot.
0: Prove Yats, that you Yatsui care about your collection. Yatsi will not let them. that happen.
1: Yatsi hates yet? the word immortal. Oh, right. oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, As a title. <laughs> yeah. become, never, become never dead. <laughs> <laughs> a game you can't get digitally. Be uh, alive. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think that about wraps it up for us. We did great. Look at that. We came in under two hours. Oh, my God. I'm so proud. Uh, well done, all. We have uh, we this the party doesn't end tonight. Though. I mean, the party's done for tonight. Everyone has to go home. Today. Yeah, like what else are we doing today? <laughs> no, 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 the <laughs> party doesn't it. The party is done. However, the party continues uh, tomorrow. We got a trio of streams for you from uh, two to three central special stream. Nick and I, Casey, you're invited too, but I think you got to work during it. Uh, during hey, what the time I is this? To, uh, two p.m. central is the developer direct. So three three is p.m. minutes. Time. We can figure that out tomorrow. You can. Yeah, you I can take lunch plus the
0: morning. He's Here just going to yell at Perfect Dark not being there, even though it's Where's already <laughs>
1: <laughs> Where's the Data Dying Institute? Uh we're gonna be doing a live watch along right here on the main channel to uh the Xbox Developer Direct. Uh we're gonna see more avowed. So the, the rumors came out about the, the Hellblade release date. May should we should we just save it? Oh fucking Nick. Yes, it was May. <laughs> it's May. Uh and then uh Indiana Jones. Did uh, I predict April well. or May? Uh I don't remember. I feel like you said March. You said something crazy like March which is also an end month. March, Um, May,
0: yeah, same thing.
1: Several, no, those are several months away. Those are two months away. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we'll be doing that. Uh, Shoot the shit. Nick's going to be back at 4 p.m. Central an hour later, so then it can have a little break. We'll be shooting the shit. Do you know what you're going to play yet?
0: Yes, Jimmy and uh, Frost and I will be back playing the finals again because people enjoyed that last week. I guess it wasn't final. And we enjoyed that
1: yeah more like the it's, start. it's the
0: finals so <laughs> there's multiple there's, there's a plural they've pluralized finals <laughs> it's, it's uh game and then, seven
1: uh tomorrow night uh 7 p.m normal time casey and i'll be back around uh, two of devil may cry three which is good this is a good game great great game even. you did it it's you know i'm so proud of you um and remember all those streams are going to be right here on the main channel we are sunsetting the live channel um for the for the time being for the foreseeable future forever um, and all your streams are going to be here. Uh, we're, working, we're We're deciding what's going to stay listed, what's going to be unlisted. If it is unlisted, it will still be easily findable in, in playlists. So uh, pardon pardon our dust as we get our footing. But I think this will be better, better for everyone. Uh, and then Friday, uh, 12 p.m. Uh, at noon, uh, the the uh, Star Trek Vagabond playtest, which will be great.
0: Yes. It'll BJ, be our first chance. You get to watch Jay rose Yahtzee and me take notes and laugh.
1: Yeah. This is I, I feel like I'd be i I'd be a little nervous if those even though. Yeah, he said he said today on election. the stream
0: he was nervous about it. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean it's giving like, out his great. baby to be critiqued. Yeah. While It'd I while cool. I in the shadows work to get John Romero to do a fully remote on his game.
1: What if Jimmy <laughs> makes him cry?
0: Uh,
1: that could that be that, huge. That's
0: going on TikTok. <laughs> that could be
1: huge. Eric, clip it. He's crying for TikTok. Um, and then our regular uh, weekend streams, uh, eight AM on Saturday, will be uh, better with friends. Frost and Will playing Bang On Balls, I believe. And then on Sunday, uh, Newly Released uh, returns with Amy and Will, uh, Amy and Frost, and they'll be playing The Cub, uh, which I'll be having a little uh, part of a upcoming bite size. Will be on that as well um, uh, on on my thoughts on that, which are which are pretty pretty good. But there's one element I want to uh, take apart from it. And speaking of bite size, Casey, I think you're gonna have a bite size tomorrow good morning at ten AM uh yeah look at you a whole video yeah I still make those
0: guys he's all grown up he's
1: all grown up (laughs) making the same videos we've been making uh yes that'll be cool that'll be on turnip boy rob's a bank rob's a bank yep okay I was gonna say more crimes I feel like the crimes keep getting bigger and I'm very concerned about the third game in this series It was tax evasion, which is like a victimless crime. Rob's a bank, which is I'm like, oh, it's kind of pushing it. And then this third one, I'm gonna be like, oh no. A war crime? <laughs> <don't> no <know>, boy. <laughs> I mean, that's that is a definite escalation. Yeah, you can't be doing that. Uh, what else do you have going on?
2: Uh outside of that, uh Friday, my fiance and I will return for more of our wedding stream. Uh our big fat geek weddings, what we're calling it going forward. Um, it's been fun so far. Um We'll we'll figure out whether I need to dress as Wario or Princess Peach for our engagement photos um other than that uh Sunday uh the Sigma show and Super Smash Sunday should be back like we've taken a like a month-long hiatus because of like holidays and events and whatnot uh, but we should be back running as normal next week on Sunday so uh, just follow the Twitter Sigma gears 9 for any updates in that regard Cool Nick
1: Anything?
0: Uh, business stuff and streaming and making sure we are ready to pay ourselves on the first of February. So go support the (laughs) Patreon. I was about to say you didn't
1: have to. You don't have to prove that you're working. I know that you're working. I was mostly like, is anything they need to know? Uh,
0: yeah. Content-wise, no. I'm. uh, I'm thinking about what kind of content or videos I want to make for Second Wind. I want to get back into the creation aspect. Now that I don't have to do reports for executives, that don't read them every week. Middle finger to somebody. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> other than that, get over your ex, dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, I could have made, I, I could have made some cool stuff. I didn't have to waste all that time on paperwork, but uh, yeah, just so stay now. tuned for that. I want to yeah, bring back developer videos. I want to bring back developer interviews without feet uh, and other, other stuff without feet no, no feet? feet no feet feet are gross
1: You're, I we concur are, we, are, we are losing so much money
0: with that opinion we are losing on so much money
1: uh and on that note uh <laughs> a weird ending Jesus uh,
0: Jambly also has about documentaries uh stuff is in the works that's it that's all I can say on that that's cool did
1: you should make uh uh remember that Bulls documentary you should make another one of those the, 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 yeah, Chicago Bulls, the 90s team. Oh, I
0: thought you were oh, trying to make like a make-up. The Last Dance? Yeah, yeah, you should make another one. Oh, I thought, <laughs> trying, I thought you were trying to say, like, balls. Balls? You can make a ball documentary, too. Balls, That's fine. Yeah. Uh, Frost has been playing a lot of ball games over on um, Friend Ben. Yeah, yeah a couple ball games friends. in a row. He's, He's playing another on, one this Saturday. I don't know. Yeah, this <laughs> lots of ball games. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to bang on the balls. <laughs> Fling to the finish hubba. was a ball game. Hubba, hubba
1: uh thank you all so much as always for tuning in to uh firelink episode number six uh for nick for casey and for eric behind the scenes uh my name is marty thank you all so much as always have a wonderful rest of your evening uh and we'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m central uh for the xbox stream
0: right here what a, what a travesty of an end of a podcast. Bye. Uh, yeah, we fucked it, it up, great. guys. We were doing good. good I thought it was
1: great. I thought it was great. You guys <laughs> didn't give me back. When I gave foot, you didn't give back. You got back holes. Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Should I do the soundboard now? Because you will be ready Thank you.